Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 69 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I am Sam. Episode 69, baby. Yeah. 69, dude. I was, you beat me to it. <laughs> Excellent. That's my favorite number. Really? Why? Bill and Ted said, I don't understand any other connotation oh. to that number besides Bill and Ted. No. Today we're going to be talking about ghosts. Yeah, baby. All right. So we have a lot of business to take care of. We have a lot of uh, stuff to go over in this episode. So Unfinished business. Unfinished business. And we're actually going to open up some business that we're not going to finish. So that, uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Sam, uh, what's been going on? <laughs> Just deep throwing some ice cream, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. I won't do that again. <laughs> so, what has been going on, man? Um, just working and uh, watching a ton of flicks. Oh, yeah? It's funny. You know, I keep telling people that Facebook and all the social media and stuff, it's like a brag sheet, right? Right. You just want to get as many people as you can connected to you, like LinkedIn and Facebook. Right. So, <clears throat> you got me stuck on this MISO thing. Well, like, I feel like I've been walking around with my balls on the ground because you and Brian have, like, you know, Brian's got over 80 movies. You got like he's, a, he's over 100. That's oh, now a, he's over that's 100. Amicus Brian. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm just logging my movies as, like, a little pipsqueak. I'm, I just hit number 30. <laughs> oh, I'm dude, like, oh, that geez. just means you're not as lame. No, it means <laughs> that I, I just am I'm lame because I don't watch enough flicks. No. So I'm actually 32. All you have to do is watch the, re- uh, watch the good flicks. Well, when I get home tonight, I'm going <laughs> like, to finish watching Faust. Oh, and I was going to say, like, Faust, love of the game. That'll put me 32. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen that, uh, greatest, uh, how, how do you explain this this uh, this scene? Great, if you like big tits and big ass. Yeah. Excellent. Almost yeah. almost death. And I mean, uh, what do they call that? Um, I guess it's just leakage. Oh, oh, oh I totally forgot about Lactating. Lactating. Lactating? Yeah, dude. Dude, what about that slime that was coming from in between her legs? Well, not only that, but then when he made him giant, there was lactating puddles underneath <gasps> both sides. That's why when you were talking on the phone, I'm like, holy shit. Are you? I kept looking back at you on the TV and pointing. I'm like, are <laughs> you not, seeing this? I did not see that. Dude, it was disgusting. Uh, that, high quality. I don't know how it only got a 3.6 or 8 or know. whatever on IMDb. I don't know. Excellent. I'm going to talk about it all the time. Andrew Devoff. Oh, I love that guy. Um, I am the gin master. Of- <laughs> Make a wish. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, so uh, okay, so we got a lot of lot of stuff to do. We're going to be talking about three movies, ghost movies. Uh, two of them, actually, inadvertently, that we chose uh, were penned by uh, Richard Matheson. Yeah. Which uh, uh, complete. So, what do you think? I think they're good. Oh, he sucked that down real quick. I, he's got. A, I think he's got a lot of, uh, of uh, experience. Experience. Yeah. Getting down the dairy wow. right when it gets shot into his mouth. Well, I mean, uh, put place in the sorry. No, but uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, you, say, you said Richard Matheson, not Robert, right? Did I say Robert? I don't know. I meant Richard. If if I said it's Robert, Richard Matheson. Nobody's gonna know because I'm gonna edit that. I would edit I that know. out because that that is. That, that's a big faux pas. I mean, this guy. You know, what's funny too is the the latest Fangoria. The the um the cover story is actually Richard Matheson. Really? Yeah. Oh. So you know, and talking about some of his, a lot of his work, he even wrote a lot of uh, uh, Twilight Zone episodes. Oh, cool. So, yeah. so it's really sweet. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, all right. So the first thing I want to talk about in this episode, uh, before you know, going through the news and whatnot, 
uh, Sam and I, and the Cadaver Lab, which also includes Aaron and Steven and whoever else, and Johnny, since Johnny was uh, part of the Cadaver Lab in 2010, mm -hmm. along with, uh, God, there's so many people, like Dark, I mean, Gray from the Dark Hours, and anyways, we all got nominated for a Rondo Award. <laughs> Uh, and if you would like to vote for us, that'd be great. RondoAwards.com, R-O-N-D-O-A-W-A-R-D-S. I already sent mine in. Oh, sorry. It's Rondo Award, not plural. And I sent mine in. You did. Who'd I you did. vote for? Did you vote for us? No. No, you oh, can't vote for yourself. No, that's, that's tacky. Yeah, don't vote for yourself. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't vote for myself. I didn't vote for a podcast, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't vote for myself. I, do I wrote in my nuts for every category. You did? Yeah, awesome. I did. So that's probably going to win. Best movie, Mike's Mine. Nuts. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I did that. Anyways, rondoaward.com. Uh, apparently it's a, it's a, I think I talked about this with Steven on mm -hmm. the uh, classics, but I, we, I haven't released that yet either. Mm -hmm. But uh, whether you're hearing it there or here, give us a vote. Oh my! That was it. Wow! Wow! I feel like I'm. Do you know uh, what I envisioned while you some did balls. that? I don't even want to know. You spreading your ass cheeks, asking someone to enter. <laughs> That's what that sounded like, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like I pictured myself having my hands out, holding two, <laughs> jerking. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy crap! What's going? Why this goes downhill so fast? I think we turn on the microphone because seriously, it's like masterpiece theater around here doing yeah. the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway. Uh, let's see. And, uh, one one thing I just wanted to mention, uh, we actually have a, a new product that's going to be representing the Cadaver Lab. I'm excited. And uh, Revolutionary people. Yes. We, we, we're going to play it. They're, they are the, the new uh, sponsor of the show. Yeah. And uh, that's, all, that's all we'll say. That's awesome. You'll, you'll hear the commercial, and uh, I know you'll think we're selling out. Think, oh, no, oh, no. Here they go, trying to make some money. Yeah. But listen, we're doing this because we feel like it's something that that you need, that everyone can yeah. use, you need. Revolutionary. Absolutely. That's You know what? And just for people that are keeping track, that's a six-syllable word, bitches. You know, <laughs> you know we're going to play that right now. Hello, I'm Jordan Buckwright. It has come to my attention that many of you have received vaginal splinters over the years from experimenting with techniques laid out in my full-length motion picture, Necromantic. Because of this, I want to demonstrate a foolproof solution in avoiding vaginal damage in any way, shape, or form. And to illustrate this, I've brought in a dead body with... Hey, uh, I'm not dead. What? Uh, I, I talked to the guy, he assured me you were dead. But dude, I, I'm not dead. And, and by the way, what are you doing with that long, smooth, varnished, generously ribbed shaft of broom handle? Well, thank you for noticing. This is actually the Buttgrite 2000. It's one of the latest innovations in broom handle cock substitutes for your necromantic encounters. I was about to demonstrate how to install the Buttgrite 2000 on a dead body for ultimate pleasure. But, I, but I'm not dead. And how are you going to attach that with my junk right there? That's a good question. Oh! Oh, yeah! The Brightbright 2000 is the greatest thing ever to happen to me. Let's just say that I've put a lot of miles on mine, and it works as well today as it did the first day I purchased it. This product is awesome. Now, I've recommended the Brightbright 2000 to all my friends, and I don't have to worry about any more pesky splinters. Now, if there was just something I could do about these maggots. Oh, well. Thanks, George. 
There you go. Aren't you excited about that? See, okay. That is gonna. That, is that is that on the market right now? Actually, it's only on the market to our listeners. Okay. So, <laughs> you, you know send what? us you send us a hundred bucks, <laughs> and we we promise we will get you a butt grade two thousand. Listen, all I'm saying is if you're a woman and you are walking, or we well, we're going to be able to tell if you're a Cadaver Lab listener because yeah. if you're walking around. Like you have some itchies in your veg. That's right. You obviously don't use a Buttgrite 2000. Right. So there you go. Appreciate appreciate uh, Jorg Buttgrite for yeah. uh, for calling our show and asking to be a sponsor. And for listening to the people and developing products that, yeah. that mean something to people and, and that, that have use. We have our listeners to thank for this wonderful new invention. But there you go. All That's right. right. Let's move along. Uh, let's see. Uh, the music for this episode is going to, is provided by a local band from here, Salt Lake City. Uh, a band called Wanna Gotta Gimme. Hmm. Is that the uh, grandson of Iron Butterfly? Wanna gotta. <laughs> that's a that's that's Was a that... great question. Thank you. Well, I, I, we need question. to find that out. Uh, go visit them at myspace.com/slash. Wanna got a gimme, which is W A N N A G O T T A G I M M E. We're gonna be playing Chia Obama, and uh, what? I hope that doesn't get racist. And uh, <laughs> that just sounds like they can't be good. Well, well, we'll see. Chia Obama. Yes. Like the Chia pet and President Obama. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give these guys I don't the benefit see the of the doubt. You're such a bastard. <laughs> and uh, dolphin song. So, <clears throat> all right. And before we get started, uh, I did want to mention real quick that the our lofty. I, I, uh, I what are we doing? Our lofty uh, plans for this episode uh, were maybe a little too lofty because we there. There's a bunch of things that we had planned for it, but oh, yeah. we never. I never got around to it. Uh, we got a few calls from you know about ghost stories, things like that. And, uh, well, I think I think the trick is is that you know we, we you have the best intentions, but when you're relying on other people to supply you with information, well, I wish I could they, do that. I wish I could claim it was that, but damn it, I'm a lazy bastard. Oh. And you know, and there was a lot to that. I I I didn't get a chance to do a lot of research about you know uh, paranormal activity here and stuff. In fact, uh, I reached out to a, a group here in Utah, the Paranormal Investigator Group here in Utah, and. Uh, uh, I've yet to hear back from him. But basically, right. here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to go along with today, uh, as usual, but then we're going to do a ghost episode part two mm. in the near future. I, you know, that's a good idea. Maybe what we ought to do is when we get enough to really get after it on, on some ghost information, then that's when we schedule that episode. Is that what we're saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but, so but, not not the next episode is going to be... Correct. Okay, I got correct. you. Well, just just whenever. So we'll just we'll do we'll we'll do some voicemails today. Okay. The, this will just be a part one, and hopefully it's good enough for a sequel, and potentially a remake in the I like future. It. Uh, I actually think there's going to be an American remake of this. Really? You know? No. I don't know why that's funny, <laughs> asshole. Come on, it's funny. Anyway, man, that's uh, that's basically all I've got for the the business part of the show. Do you uh, have anything you want to add, or are we good to go? So. We're going to be doing a slab episode. Yes. In a couple of weeks, but I will be doing that remote. Yes. And then, depending on what happens with my baby that's coming, right? Then, then we'll see how that goes for the next uh, actual cadaver lab episode. Yeah, we'll figure it we out. We may have to do that remote again. We'll see. Which will be fine. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know what? We're just you got to be home for that. Just need people to be a little patient 
while we're while we're going if through. We, this. If we get any emails, you guys. Yeah, the only reason why I'm saying that is because that douchebag that was listening that doesn't listen anymore that was pissed because we're not on a schedule like menstruating women. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have to explain you know myself. Have to do Good one, is, douche. Is we have to hang out with other podcasters more yeah. because then our cycles would oh. would match up. And then, shit, that is such a good idea. Wow. There you go. I don't know why we haven't thought of that before. I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, how about this? Um, let's just get into some voicemails. Okay. And uh, we got one email with a, with a ghost story to read. And then uh, we will just go from there. Hey, Mike and Sam. This is Jeremy calling from San Francisco, California, a.k.a. Drunk on Rye on the forums. Just got finished listening to the grab bag episode. And I gotta say, it's, it was fucking hilarious. It seems like you guys are really starting to hit your stride again, and it's great to have Sam back. Although I do miss Johnny, and I hope he puts out some more Cougar Nation stuff soon. With that, um, Necromantic. <laughs> gotta say, it was fucking great to hear people's responses to that film. I thought I was one of few who really, really liked that movie, and it's, it's, it's good to know that there's others out there. Although I do feel a little sick for, for liking it. If you haven't seen number two yet, Mike, see it. Monica M is freaking hot, and it's got some really great scenes. Also, Mike, your pronunciation of Japanese names, fucking atrocious. I damn near shit myself with laughter listening to you try to pronounce the names from audition. Just so there's no confusion, Shige is actually a feminine name. Um, in fact, it was the name of my great-grandmother, and I'm pretty sure she was a woman, so there you have that. Um, also, I'll pose this question to you. Who are your horror hotties? Like, who do you think are, who are your favorites? in the, the horror genre. Me, personally, I've been on this, like, Juliet Cummins um, rant lately. She was in Psycho 3 and Slumber, Mas- Slumber Party Massacre 2 and um, Friday the 13th, number 5, I want to say, New Beginning. Fucking hot. I mean, I do have a thing for redheads, so maybe that's just me, but gorgeous. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my question to you guys. Who are your horror hotties? We have the whole uh, men of horror post on the forums. I want to know who are your women of horror. Yeah, that's about all I got. Um, also, for those of you out there who haven't checked out the Rainbow Real Cinema YouTube channel, fucking hilarious. That guy, golden. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Dude, that was an excellent voicemail. <laughs> that is, that's a really good idea. What's a really good idea? To do horror hotties. Dude, yeah, that's, that's what I was just saying oh, to man. Sam. I'm like... <laughs> You know, I mean, here, here's the thing. He gave us the last, our, our uh, last Slab. idea. No, no, no. Our last idea for aquatic horror, which oh. is what I was planning on doing for the next episode. Yeah. But I think this one bumps it. Let's do horror yeah. hotties. You know what we should do? What? Is, is, you know, we don't do a lot of lists. Let's do a list of top ten horror hotties. Okay. And then uh, choose three films yes. with the hottest of the horror hotties. Let's do that. Let's do that. Everyone call in with your, uh, you know, just some of your, your, if you want to do a list, great. If you don't, great. Uh, horror hotties. That is the. That's a great that's, idea. That's a great idea. Well, and I think, because part of the problem is, like, I could tell you, oh, so-and-so's hot, but all it is is sometimes it's just a pair of boobs that I notice in a movie. So I what? don't know what their names are. <laughs> So I got to get to that point where I can yeah, research. Yeah, what's that chick's name in Faust that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's you know you know it's funny. We're joking about that movie, yeah. but I think we're the only two dudes on the planet that's actually watched that movie. 
Faust What's funny it. is we were going through the, the movie list on Netflix and we kept coming across them. I said, like, yeah, this one's good. This is pretty good. Dude, this one rocks balls. <laughs> this one's awesome. So that's where I stopped to play it. And then we get about halfway through. I mean, it's a little cheesy. Mike's like, yep, this is exactly how I remember it. Freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, think, I think I only have that on VHS. Oh, it's but, awesome. But that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so Hotties of Horror. Rainbow Real Cinema, by the way, is mm-hmm. freaking awesome. Uh I totally agree with Jeremy on this one. Go Rainbow Real Cinema's YouTube channel is freaking awesome, uh, for sure. Uh, you know what's funny is he meant you know the horror hotties on the on the forums since you haven't been there. Uh-huh. Asked you uh, haven't either. No, I have too. Oh, I went there the other day. I thought and, I was in company. Nope. But uh, but uh, Florida Possum and uh, Zombie Girl yeah. basically started a men of horror. Oh, a men of horror uh, thread. Yeah. In in defiance of the man because it's such a man dominated we talk about hot ladies but in defiance of that we're going to do a whole episode (laughs) i think that's fair that's right i think that's absolutely i like it um japanese names okay uh somebody somebody i don't know who it was but they're they're one of my friends on who was it actually i don't remember where i got it from but somebody said they were laughing so hard because every time i say a japanese last name i end it like it's a question like Kamuke Fujigara? (laughs) You know, I freely admit, and and, you know, we have a Thai movie that we're going to be talking about today that I'm going to have the exact same problem with. And it's, there is no offense intended. I just suck at those names. You know what's funny? I'm going to admit something right now uh that only people that don't skip over this first part to get to the movies are now going to know. I had all my jokes and funny things written down that it was a Chinese movie. Until I went to look at the uh, the six degrees, and then I figured out it was Thai, so I had to go back and I had to cross out where I had China and put Thai. <laughs> put thai. <laughs> I'm like, what did you learn? You and know, who else said that? All that. Kind I of... almost called uh, original host Paul, the original Canadian oh, yeah. host Paul, because he married a Thai girl. Oh. Actually, she's uh, she's Lao. Oh, so that's but the same thing. But it's it, but they're very close, and she speaks both Laotian. I guess is I I can't, I can't remember yeah. which is which yeah. and Thai. So. Yeah. And uh, her last name was like Chinamendabagum Gumdrop. That's oh, really? that's her uh, that's her uh, maiden name. Isn't this, I thought Thai and Laosian. Oh, the I, only difference I, was that the, the Laotians have a giant bug as their king. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. Come I, on. But anyway, no, come on. Awesome. I'm trying here. Necromantic two. I after I watch Faust tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna watch that. Are tonight. you tonight? How did you get a copy of that? The same way I got a copy of the first one. Oh. Just have it. I just have it. Oh, I, I, just, thought, I was wondering if it the, was the Cadaver Lab library is extensive. I, I love that. And it shit just shows up I there. I love that. I just don't think you're gonna have to report back to me. I just don't know if I can stomach right. that. You know what? Here here's what I think is gonna happen. You are very adamant that you're not gonna watch it yeah. right after Necromatic One. Yeah. Now you're like, I just don't know if I can stomach <laughs> So here in a few more months you're gonna be like, I'll give it a I shot. I better check that out. Yeah. Oh, I gotta put that on Miso so people know I'm hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the butt great two thousand uh, I think you know we should watch it in support. You know how some people like wear pink, yeah. uh, bracelets and yeah. you know stuff for yeah. boob cancer. Yeah, I th- or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think that we should start uh wearing butt great two thousands. Well, and we haven't even thought about an extended market for the butt great two thousand. We need to talk to Patrick. <laughs> when you got to talk to Patrick and see if we can market it over Dude. there on their podcast. Wow. <laughs> That's huge. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, and, and one last thing, I wanted to make a big announcement. Johnny, 
uh, is actually now on the Cinema Corpse podcast. Right now, what they do is they uh, they're actually talking about VHS. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. They only have one episode. They're actually recording tomorrow. But uh, basically, what it is is they're going to be talking about movies that haven't come out on DVD that are on VHS. Anyway, thanks so much for that voicemail. That was an awesome voicemail. Dude. Hey guys, it's uh, Ed from New York again. I uh, just started listening to the Grab Bag episode, um, and unfortunately, I delayed weighing in on Necromantic as well. Um, so I, I had been looking forward to you guys talking about that too. So same thing that uh, another caller had just said when I started listening to it. Uh, the other reason I'm calling in is a couple uh, interesting facts about uh, West Jordan that came under my radar uh, recently. A couple weeks ago, I uh, got some training in uh, forensic interviewing for child abuse victims, mostly sexual abuse, that kind of thing. And uh, the person that came to give our training was from the National Center in uh, Alabama. But she had talked about a conference coming up in Alabama, and uh, two of the main presenters were from uh, a child advocacy center in West Jordan and then someone from the West Jordan Police Department. So certainly a feather in the town's cap that they got some great people working on that stuff, that they're national experts in it. And the other thing that came in my radar, uh, ironically, it was the same day I was checking gas prices, and the lowest gas prices in the United States were in West Jordan. So I guess that works out for all the child molesters you have that they can go around from game to game uh, without having to worry about spending too much money going to different parks and sporting events. Um, so that's great. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> so that's great. That's <laughs> Hold on a second. Damn it. That's why he called in. I was like, yeah, West Jordan's a pretty awesome place to live. And then he drops that. <laughs> what? Listen, us uh, child predators out here in West Jordan. Because, yeah, I actually live in West Jordan, which is a suburb of Salt Lake. Yeah. But, you know, we say Salt Lake. You live, what, like 20, 30 minutes away from Salt Lake? 20 minutes? Yeah, probably about 25 minutes. And, I'll bet you, and, I'm, and I'm basically 15 minutes from Salt Lake. Yeah. So, yeah. So we don't actually live in the city. But uh, that's funny. We, and we're all we're, every, everyone out here is a world expert in something. Uh, Sam is uh, a world class expert in uh, taking a shot of a load to the face. <laughs> Me, I I'm actually a jack of all trades. Uh, double hand jobs, double hand hand jobs. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name. Growing uh, growing hair on your face it looks like ball hair. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I. You know what? That's gonna. My beard is gonna be the picture for this episode awesome <laughs> he'll be like what the hell is it and they're gonna be like why did somebody take a picture of their balls <laughs> anyway uh thanks for calling in man hey guys this is the spookiest billionaire calling in some well stories of paranormal activity um not the movie the actual events that have happened to me and well to my family stories that i've heard so i got a few of them so uh, I may have to break up into two messages. Well, first of all, um, let me tell you that I grew up near, uh, well, I, my grandma actually, she lived near a resurrection cemetery, which was supposedly haunted by a ghost they called Resurrection Mary. Think I ever saw that bitch? No. My dad lived near a country house 
Inn was a restaurant that was supposedly haunted. Ever see that bitch either? No. Wanted to see him. Never did. Always looked. Never saw him. But uh, growing up, my mom, she used to tell me this two stories. One was a she'd be laying in, in bed when she was a kid, and every night she would hear somebody walking up and down the stairs. She said, it, you know, she'd heard them, hear them step, and it sounded like she heard a hand with a ring on the uh, on the hand, on the stair rail, you know, some some click, and she'd hear it get to the top of the stairs, then it would stop and turn around and go back down, and she'd hear this just about every night. One night she said it, she heard it come all the way to her door of her room. Freaked her out. She was, you know, a kid at the time, but freaked me out when she told me those stories, but still fascinated me. Another story she used to tell me was uh, her grandmother had passed away. Um, She used to live with them, I guess, and she used to always sit in a rocking chair by the front window and watch the kids out playing. Well, apparently after she died, all the time she would come down the stairs and catch the rocking chair moving and then it would stop. So she always thought that was her I guess her grandma. Um yeah, those those were the two stories she told me. She probably told me some others that I wrote off, but um that kind of, you know, put me in the mood to to think, you know, paranormal things. So when I was younger, uh after my great-grandpa had passed away, I was laying in bed at night, slept with my hand under my pillow. I felt a hand. Now, I'm in, like, second grade at this time. I felt somebody touch my hand that was under my pillow. Freaked the shit out of me. And, uh, you know, in retrospect, it was probably my mom coming in because the hand had long nails, but it freaked me out so bad I thought it was a ghost. And to this day, right, this happened in second grade, to this day, I will not sleep with my hand under my pillow. <laughs> it's just funny the way the way things like that can affect you. Um, now, I, I mentioned some of this stuff that I'm about to mention now in the uh, Paranormal Activity episode, and I, I'll, I'll try not to, to reiterate that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had some neurological issues when I was growing up. So, you know, I don't know how much of this stuff is, is accurate and how much of it is uh, side effect. What I can tell you for certain are things that happened to both my mom and I that, you know, two of us witnessed, and it's kind of freaky, kind of neat, interesting. So we moved from... Yeah, you know, one one area to another. We moved to it was a model home. Nobody ever lived there. It was a new construction. And I was in about fifth grade when we moved. And this house, it was cool. But weird little shit, weird things happen all the time. And now there's an explanation for some, well, not an explanation, but there's a name for some of the things that we used to see. They call them shadow people. And you'd be sitting in the living room watching TV, and out of the corner of your eye, you'd see somebody walk past walk past the living room, going down the hall. They were always going, from, you know, the same direction. 
And, you know, you'd think it's a tricky ride, but you'd always see it. My mom would see it sometimes, too. But I swear to God, I always saw this. And it was a, it was a normal, it was a normal uh, figure, you know. I mean, black, you know, out of the corner of your eye, that's all you see. But I uh, always saw this person walking. And uh, never, never, you know, I guess it wasn't that freaky, but it was something interesting. Um, so then, you know, years go on. It's just nothing. And um, I'm a teenager at this point weird things start, like, increasing when I'm in high school. Um, granted, this is the same time that my medical issues arose, too. But, and I would like to point out that I am prone to sleepwalking. However, I remember uh, one day specifically, I went home from school, or come home from school, went into my room, and the trash, which is usually in the corner of my room, was in the center of my room, and it was dumped out. Which I thought that was odd. Didn't think much of it. Just you know, really, I honestly I didn't think much of it. Um, things used to always disappear, and they would turn up later, like <laughs> on the basement steps, and weird weird shit like that. Um, I can't remember any specifics there. However, after we had moved, sometime later, as a matter of fact, um, we had a box in the basement that had an old battery-powered alarm clock that had gone with us. It was from the old house to the new house. And this is, you know, maybe even a year later. I'm surprised the thing's battery still worked. The box was untouched on a shelf, and one day the alarm just sounds. And uh, I, I don't know why. Nobody was down there. Nobody was playing. It boxes. The alarm clock is in the box in the basement. The box hasn't moved, so there's no way this alarm clock could have been set. But the alarm just goes off. You know, we you know we figure it out what, where, where it's coming from, turn it off. But we always had a an easy feeling in the basement. I always did, but I don't know anybody that's ever really comfortable in the basement. One of those things I always darted up the steps. I would come down to the basement and find one of the lights on all the time too, which was. Another reason I was really creeped out about by the basement. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I got a lot of little stories like that. Um, another freaky one was... Well, okay, this one's interesting. I, you take it for what you will. I was asleep one night, and you know those dreams where you're like, you're half awake, yet you're still half asleep? I had one of those... And there were people in my room just moving around, and I was kind of afraid, so I didn't open my eyes. I kept them shut. You know, i that's what I'd written it off as in the morning. In the morning, my mom tells me about a dream that she had, that there were angels in her house, and they were walking in and out of my room all night long. And that one gave me goosebumps. Actually, kind of talking about it now gives me little chills. So, you know, take that for what you will. Coincidence? maybe um that was that was interesting the biggest freakiest thing that ever happened in my house was i was sitting in the the living room again watching tv because you know i was a teenager that's all i did pretty much and i hear my mom call my name oh she was at work and i thought okay if she's home early 
And I, I say, hey, I thought she wanted me to call in groceries or something because it sounded like she was coming from the garage, same place the basement entrance was. I call her, Ma. I go into the garage. Her car's not there. Okay, I go into the to the front of the house. I look out in the driveway. Her car's not there, not there but I clear as day heard her call my name. And... Uh, and uh, at that point, I realized my mom wasn't there, and I was home alone. I have no siblings. I booked it out of the house. <laughs> I was out outside until my mom came home from work, which was a couple hours later. But uh freaked me out. And, uh, yeah, that's about it with that house, just all those little things. Oh, there was one more thing in that house. Um, I was cleaning my fish tank. And I saw this, like, small black thing. It looked, I mean, it was fuzzy. It looked like it was fuzzy. And I turned my head, and I swear I saw it run, like, out of the doorway and down the hall. And I couldn't find it after that. I didn't know what the hell I saw. Just figured it was my uh, imagination again. Again, it could have been uh, side effects also. But, you know, it's weird. When when you hear about a lot of uh, Scandinavian ghost stories, a lot of them involve elves and trolls and smaller smaller beings like that, which, another that's, you know, kind of interesting. So, okay, years later, I'm living with my wife in sin. We're not married. We were, we were just uh, living in an apartment. We had another roommate. And... We see him walk down the hall. We both see him now. We both see him walk down the hall, and he turns into our room. We're like, why did he go in our room? We walked into our room. He's not there. We walked into our closet, which connected to our bathroom. He wasn't there either. We're like, what the hell? Uh, Maybe about 10 minutes later, he comes in the front door. And... (laughs) And uh yeah, I mean it was it was creepy. It was him. I mean it looked it was his body size, it looked just like him. And we both saw it. So I don't know if that would be a ghost or were we seeing uh a parallel universe if you subscribe to that theory? Uh was there something, you know, thin in the veil between the worlds that we were able to see in a parallel universe where he was there and walking into our room? I don't know. But we both saw it and it was kind of freaky. That same apartment, um, in his room, there was this black shadow across his ceiling. We could not figure out what it was. We couldn't figure out where the light source was. We moved our hands all around it. No matter you know where we moved our hands or tried to block out light, this dark spot was still there. Um, we were... Uh, we did some new agey purification things and it disappeared after that. It was another interesting thing. So most of my life there's been little things like that, paranormal type of activities that I'm not saying they're ghosts. I don't know what it is. Uh, however, the shared experiences you know, with with my my mother and my wife and roommates, those are the ones I cannot discredit. Uh, I don't.
know what they are. But, yeah, that's it, you know. Um, never saw the big stuff, only all the little stuff. But some of it freaked me out. And, uh, yeah, I do think it's funny. My wife thinks it's funny, too, that, that I still will not sleep with my hand under my pillow. And uh, if I do have my arm under my pillow, I have my hand tucked around. It looks like, you know, kind of palsied around. It's just weird. It's just I'm not comfortable doing it anymore. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this is Spooky Bill sharing my stories later. Well, that is exactly what the the kind of stuff we were looking for. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man. Why don't you save some for later? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I'm just like him. I uh, blow yeah. my load all at once. You really? Know? It, I'll tell you what. It takes a shit. It way less than 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm just teasing. Awesome. Oh, and by the way, Spooky Bill, um, you, the video that you made for us with the with the whole, uh, uh, what was it, the banana versus yeah, the yes, Twinkie is yeah. making a comeback, dude. Really? I forgot that he made that. Yeah. And I, I was just, I don't, I can't remember what happened, but I just stumbled upon it on on uh, YouTube again, mm-hmm. and uh, oh my gosh, that thing is so fun. My, do you, you remember we were talking about uh, the banana versus the Twinkie? Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I just want to say thanks for that again. That was awesome. Anyway, uh, one last voicemail. Hey guys, this is Steve Strength from Phantom Effects. Um, I've got a ghost story for you. Uh, we were throwing a charity event party at the Haunted Ben Lomond Hotel up here in Ogden. And we had just finished it all up for the night, and we were packing all of our stuff up, ready to go, and we'd heard a lot of stories about this this hotel and the ghosts and stuff, and didn't really know the specifics about where and what was supposed to be happening. We had heard something about uh, a little shack that's up on the roof, something about that. We didn't know the details, but we decided, you know, what the heck, we're, you know, using the service elevator, which, you know, most people don't have access to, and that's the only way to get up to this this little room that's up on the roof. And so me and my my buddy TC, this gigantic black guy that you would think, you know, he would intimidate just about anybody, we we went up to this room up there, and we walked out, and we heard some piano music playing. We were like okay, that is just kind of creepy. Couldn't tell where it was coming from. It was really, really faint. We were thinking, you know, maybe it's just, you know, bleeding over from the hotel. And we're like, okay, you know, it's creepy, but not that creepy. It was kind of like a maintenance room up there. They kept all their tools and stuff. So we're like, yeah, you know, let's go down and get my buddy. So we went down and got one of my other buddies, and, and we went up, we went back up there, and, you know, we were like, oh, it's kind of creepy. You're kind of freaking each other out. And we said, you know, how about we let the, the elevator door close behind us? We're like, mm, okay, you know, that's that's not a big deal. So we, all three of us step out, and we let the elevator door close behind us. Two seconds after that elevator door closed, the lights shut off in the room, and all we could hear was that piano music. We started freaking out. You could hear a scream. I mean, you know, I'll admit it. You know, it, it freaked me out. So my buddy hitting this elevator door button, trying to get the elevator to open. I mean, we had just barely stepped out. This elevator would not open. We sat up there freaking out for three minutes trying to get this elevator door to open. Finally opens up. We jump inside and hit the buttons as quick as we could. And We get down 
to the, the basement level, and my wife's down there, and they're like, what in the world's going on? We could hear you guys screaming all the way down the elevator shaft. So that's my story about the Ben Loman Hotel. Keep up the good work, guys. Catch you later. Dude, that, you know, there's a couple things about that that's awesome. Yeah. The number one thing is I can just picture uh, Steve's wife down there thinking, what a freaking pussy. What is he doing up there? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. And uh, it's actually in Ogden. That's that's kind of scary that it's that close. That's pretty close. To, that's yeah, pretty that's close. your neck of the woods up there. Yeah. You know, uh, Steve actually runs the... Um, uh, he does uh, like a zombie prom mm-hmm. up in uh, up in Ogden oh, in, really? in that area. He threw he did a uh, the last zombie walk we went to. Oh yeah, he did that. He he was kind oh, cool. of uh, involved with that, and I'm not, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know he was involved in that. Mm. And uh, you know, Steve's probably a guy we should talk to about uh, this kind of uh, yeah. the, the paranormal stuff because he run. I mean, he does like these haunted. Uh, I can't I can't remember what it is. Darn it. But like after the zombie prom or something, you stayed in the hotel that night, and or and uh, I can't remember if it was a hotel or what it was. But and you basically just go around and uh, you know like explore it and whatever. Apparently, it's pretty haunted up there. Really, you know, and I'll bet he could help us out with some uh, regional stories. Yeah. Number one and number two, I, the only quote unquote paranormal experience of my life was right in Ogden yeah, Cemetery. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, <clears throat> I was sad that uh, I was getting a second base with you in the back seat, <laughs> and then all of a sudden that shit shows up just to you. Oh, terrible! Uh, what the, what is my problem? I don't know. Why why is it so funny to me? Anyway, I, I... <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so uh, there you go. That's uh, that's what we got for today. For this time, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, talk about some uh, ghost stories.
All right, so we're back. Thanks, everybody, for those voicemails. Awesome as usual. Sorry I dropped the ball a little bit. Sorry I kicked the table and made it get all loud there. Uh, no, but uh, let's talk about some uh, some ghost movies. And like I said, we should nickname this uh, this episode uh, a tribute to Richard Matheson and some Thai guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Oh, you know what? We do have one more ghost story. I totally forgot to oh, read the it. the email. Yeah, the email. It's from Gracie's <laughs> Poppy. I'll, I'll read this real quick before we get into the to the uh, um, the movies. I don't know why you didn't call this in, you big wuss. What? What, you too good to pick up a phone? Yeah, jeez. Anyway. You call me out all the time for not being on the forums, and then you just wuss out and type it? <laughs> anyway. Wow. All right, so uh, here it is. About 15 years ago, <clears throat> I was working in a restaurant in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. It was a pretty rural, rural area, and the property used to be a slaughterhouse for pigs in a past life. That part is fact. Rumor has it, that a worker committed suicide there by hanging himself. That part I always thought was BS. One day, I opened up. I was the first one there. And after I turned on the equipment, I went out to the bar to grab a soda. I heard footsteps upstairs in the main dining area, since the manager's office is also upstairs. I thought it was the owner, Eddie, who usually comes in early. I went upstairs to bust the stones a bit, because that's what I do, but no one was there. That creeped me out. I told Eddie about it when he showed up and told me that Sometimes he would come in after being the last one out of the night before to find chairs pulled out and silverware on the table out of place I've never had or never heard of any other incidents there. But after that, I've stayed in my kitchen until half the wait staff shows up. Mm. There you go. You know, and it's funny. It doesn't have to be like some overwhelming experience. It's just like weird little creepy stuff that is just creepy. Things and like we've that. talked about ours. Yeah. Ours could have been a million things, dude. Yeah, Our, right, right. It could have been... Like gas yep. or something. Yeah, like, it could have yep. been. I a reflection I, of some sort through the mist. I don't know. It, and it's weird <clears throat> because it was a it was a definite. I, we're talking as if people know what we're talking about, but right. but we we had this little experience. We've talked about it on a previous episode, so I don't want to talk about it too right. much again. But we basically just saw this glowing greenish orb. Yeah. That, you know, kind of like a wispy, foggy type of deal. But it but it wasn't. <laughs> but it was definitely. You know, <clears throat> it had a presence. It had a presence. Well, and it wasn't just everywhere. No. It was like actually in a ball yeah. type of thing. Yes. You know, and and God, this is probably how old were we at the time? Seventeen. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is a eighteen long years time ago. ago yeah. Eighteen years ago. So there you go. But uh, holy balls, that we are old. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I hurt my knees hurt when I play basketball. I'm such a wuss. Oh, is that your excuse not to come play with us on Friday because we'd rock you? Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, all right, so let's get into the movies. Uh, the first movie we're going to be talking about today is Shudder from 2004. Now, before you cry, it's not the American remake of the movie. I put that up on, uh, I put it in Gomiso, and uh, people are like, oh, dude, that's a pretty bad choice. Oh, really? I'm like, it's it's not the remake, it's, uh, it's the original, and they're like, you're lucky you said that because if you're doing the remake, I wouldn't listen to your podcast anymore. I said, okay, well, you know what? I'll change it right now because I bow to the winds. That's right. No, why did I? Why did I have to? Say I don't know. That? We're still bitter about stuff. No, no we're not. We're, no, we're not. I, I think life just makes us bitter. Bitter old man. Anyway, hey, let me guess. Though, oh. let me, are you going to say who's who was in it? Uh, I'm going to yes. say I'm going to say Tom Kagai, <laughs> Chuchi, Pad Thai, and maybe some Masama. No, Damn. absolutely not. Coconut ice cream? Because you know what? I would eat coconut ice cream. <laughs> Sticky rice? 
That's their rapper name. Ty Cherry. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. So it came out in 2004. IMDb gave it a 7.2. Actually, all the movies we, we chose for today have uh, These are quality. Marks. Quality flicks. Um, director, and pardon my uh, Ty, uh, Jeremy, uh, Bane Jong Pisanthanakun. Sweet, dude. Okay. Uh, Park, <coughs> and, and it was also co-directed by <clears throat> Park Poom. Wong Poom. Nothing? I I got nothing. You know what? Should I just I not... didn't know if you were done saying the name. <laughs> should, should I just not do this? Every time I say I'm not going to do it. No, you... because some people may know these people. Not not after I slaughter their names. Okay, it was written by... It was written by... Actually, both of the directors have a writing credit on this. And also a guy or a person, which I don't know is male or female. Uh, Sopan Sukdapistit. Suck at it, forget it. Uh, basically, it starred Ananda Everingham, which is a dude named Toon. Yeah, yeah. His character's name was Toon. Uh, a lady who played Jane was named Nathawiranuch Thongmi, and you know she's actually I I searched for her, and because uh, she was kind of on the hot level, eh, maybe you know maybe could go could go down. And uh, what are you looking at? I was seeing who I used for the six degrees. Oh, and uh, she was, uh, she's actually like a big model, has a lot of hot pictures of her out oh, there. Oh, really? Which makes her look really a lot better. I mean, not that she didn't look pretty in the movie or anything. Well, she's like, like a, looks like she, everybody else in the exactly. movie. Exactly. What's that supposed to mean? I just, she was just playing like everybody else. I just, not, there was nothing meant by that. <laughs> All right. And uh, Achita Sikamana played uh, Natri and Yunop. Chen Paibul as Tom. And this was hard for me because there was a guy named Tom and a guy named Tom. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I swear to you guys, I have a hard time even watching like a U.S. English movie, remembering people's character names in the movie. Yeah, but you could tell because they spelled it. Well, oh, well, no, but that's true. But the thing is, is I, this was hard because I, I didn't, I didn't know if I misread it in my head or something. Uh... I don't know. I had, a, I had a hard time with it. But anyway, uh, plot synopsis real quick. Uh, and by the way, did you did you notice that this movie, or sorry, this episode, and these ghost stories are basically uh, all mysteries, be basically of trying to find out why ghosts are yeah are uh, back from the you know the haunted. resolution movies exactly yep. Um, but anyway, so yeah, basically just just all mysteries. Uh, the film opens up with a group of friends at a party. Uh, they're talking. It's obvious that they've, they're all good friends, you know, been hanging out for quite a while. Uh, like I said, our two main characters are Toon, which is a dude, and Jane. Uh, as they're driving home, as Toon and Jane are driving home after the party, Jane hits a girl who's seemingly just walking across the road. And, uh, you know, freaks him out a little bit. Uh, Toon decides, er, convinces Jane to just drive away, you know. I mean, at, at this point, that's I, I figured that was going to be pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. you know? I it, I know what you did last summer. Exactly. Kind of stuff, Except right? for it's a ghost instead of uh, some guy, some slasher guy. But thankfully, uh, I was I was wrong. Uh, we find out that Tone is a photographer. Uh, basically, uh, he was at a graduation party. He was basically just taking pictures. You know, all the happy people graduating. Um, and he takes them to the photo mat. And when when they all get. Uh, yeah, when they when they all get developed, because you know what, I haven't had any films developed in quite a while. Uh, but basically, he sees a bunch of white shadows on them. They kind of look like uh, smoky imperfections or whatever on the film. And uh, 
of course he blames the the photomat guy but the guy's like f you it's your it's your stupid thing and they look at the negatives and sure enough uh there are a bunch of uh imperfections on the negatives themselves um and uh also because of the 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 car accident toon is experiencing some neck pains you know and uh he goes to a doctor he uh he basically just says hey listen my my neck is killing me what can i do and there was one part that i didn't understand at the time but it turned out to be really cool he steps mm -hmm. on the steps on the scale and uh um the the nurse looks at it puzzled he she asks him to get back off the scale and he steps back on the scale and it says 120 which I figured 120 pounds, yeah, that's about yeah, right. 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 But uh, it was 120 kilograms, which is just under 265 pounds. But uh, I bet that guy dripping wet weighs about like 20. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's a little dude. But uh, so yeah, that was weird. Uh, all sorts of weird things start happening. I feel like I'm going through this pretty quick. It it's hard to it, it's hard to really get too deep into it. I mean, we'll, we'll mm -hmm. go over it. Just I just don't. There's there's some stuff that. It's it's not necessarily that we give anything away, but I don't feel like I could do justice to it, you know, as I'm describing it, because yeah. this film relied a lot on atmosphere and tone, oh, yeah. and you know, stuff like that. So I mean, I'm giving you a brief synopsis. It's not, you know, it, it's not that the story the story was fine, but it's not like it was the the thing that held it together. In my opinion, it was the it was the uh, the mood and mm -hmm. the, that 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 felt it together. You know, it's all sorts of weird things are happening, hallucinations, dreams, other weird, scary stuff. Uh, in true mystery form, you know, Jane starts to figure out some things, make some observations that, that kind of point towards, um, you know, wh who who may be causing all these strange things to start happening to him. Um, determine there's she actually figures out that there was a girl named I mentioned Natri is how you say it, and I know that's bad. Um, basically, the rest of the movie we just find out more about her more about her relationship with uh, some of the, 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 the group of friends. Oh, and by the way, while all this is going on, all these friends, one by one, are committing suicide. It's just, you know, kind of a weird deal because they don't do a lot of explaining till towards the end. But, I mean, it, it keeps us engaged and whatnot. Um, anyway, so they visit Nader's home in the country, and her mother has her dead body still in her room. It's it's kind of a weird thing. They, they figure if they give her, you know, a traditional funerary ritual which is traditional to thailand or wherever they were over there part of thailand um you know that they, they, they wouldn't have any problems but uh they figured out that uh that wasn't it and there's a lot more to the story and uh i think that's i think that's all we're going to talk about as far as the thing is uh, uh story is concerned but uh what do you think what do you think you know, this was one that's kind of started off, I thought, oh, I've seen this a bunch of times, I kind of know how this is going to go, and then there was some really eerie, creepy stuff going on, and, and um, it was interesting because uh, I watched this late at night, and so I wasn't in a big hurry to turn it off once the credits started rolling. Did you see the credits at no, all? No, I don't think so. The very end credits were thank you to all the people who provided pictures with the, the no spirit, spirit pictures in really? it. We couldn't give you all credit for all of it or didn't have space to do it, and I was like, holy shit, that's... So I, th there's a montage in there where there, right. where there's pictures that show faces and weird stuff in the pictures that that were actual real pictures and, right. and you know who knows how to explain that stuff but you know there are a couple of things that stood out to me I, I always kind of watch uh, how they're filming it just to kind of see you know I kind of take myself out of it a little bit just to kind of see okay you know how, how are they doing this do I feel in the mood right. and there was there was one scene that I thought was pretty cool where um, Tan is is in. I guess it's Ton is in Ton's apartment. Right. 
And uh, he's looking around, and, and you see in the background, you see the uh, Ton get up on the ledge, and he's going to go jump. And there's no camera break, and the camera follows Ton right. out as he's looking over the edge. And you're just kind of waiting to look over the edge. Uh-huh. And you look down, and the guy, there was no camera break. But the guy actually jumped, and then they showed down on the ground, there's a guy on the on the car. Now, yep. I don't know how you do that as far as the, the stunts go, but I thought it was really cool that there was no break and that the guy went over the edge and you go look and then there's actually a guy down on the car. There's oh, no sweet. mat Absolutely. where somebody landed on. So I don't know how they did that, but it was really cool. So anyway, you know, the other thing too is, gosh, every time I was wearing headphones to watch this and every time Marilyn Manson jumped out, <laughs> like was landed on the car or turned, <laughs> turned her face real quick, right. scared the shit out of me. Like it right. was, it was, it was really scary. Well, you know, the thing is, is, is you mentioned that, and I think this film had a lot of similarities with a lot of other Asian films of the, the grudge, time. you know, because it's like, okay, so let's see, I have it right here. What, what do we have? I mean, we have, um, you know, the jump scares, mm-hmm. there, there are plenty of jump oh, scares, but apparently it's okay to have jump scares in Asian movies and they don't get, <laughs> oh, that's just a bunch of jump scares. Cause here, this, if this movie was here. It would have sucked. Want to yeah. know how I know? Because it got remade. Apparently, it sucked. I, I actually, I've never. Is, seen is it. that Shutter? Is that actually the remake of that? Yes. Oh. You know the thing is the this has been remade a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, it was made here. It was made uh, in the language Telugu <laughs> and Hindi, which are both um, languages they speak in India. So it's mm-hmm. ba- it's been remade three times. And you know the the thing is the story. Like I said, it was very typical of those Asian horror movies. I mean, you even had like the long black hair coming out of the sink, and, well, and you know, and stuff like that. And it was it was all pretty typical of right. a lot of stuff that went on back then. Well, but you know what? And, and I'm not saying this for any other reason than, you know, wh- why is it more effective in a Japanese or an Asian horror versus like a remake? But if you look at when they're making up these Asians that have the dark, stringy hair, right. And and the sot like the non sharp features, right? You can make them up so that I mean, shit, that looks like a I mean a scary something right. like an emaciated no, corpse as, of some absolutely. sort. Where where you know you get an American made up like hot chick that you're trying to make scary. That this is, right. is not going to happen. And so I, I really think that that has something to do with you know what the, with the, with the jump scares. The only things. Japanese horror movie remake that's come out here that I've really enjoyed. Well, I've, I've enjoyed The Grudge, but I mm-hmm. loved The Ring. Yeah. And maybe the reason why is because they re, they, they made up a little girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they didn't... She wasn't this, like, really high, you know, and to be honest... Well, it had the same look. The stringy black, exactly. cover-your-face type thing. To, I'll be honest with you, though. I think a lot of the reasons why these Japanese or these Asian uh, horror movies, I think, are a little bit more effective, to me at least, is because there's that little bit of, of, uh, in, I, I'm just not sure about their, like their religious type mm-hmm. things, their cultural type mm-hmm. things, and so I'm a little bit off in the first place. And it's funny because I mean, when you see that when they did the funeral for that girl, I mean that that look that was so foreign. It didn't look scary or anything, right. but I mean, it looked different enough so that I was like. You know, I mean, it was it looked really cool, and that was interesting in and of itself. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, here if they're doing like a like a regular uh, funeral at the what with that priest there and whatever, it's like oh, you know, I've seen this you know a million times. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I I think that's why a lot of Japanese or uh, sorry, a lot of Asian movies work on me personally. Yeah. But but you know, I don't know. Yep. Anyway, um, do you, uh, let's see. That's all. That's all I got as far as discussion. I learned a bunch of stuff. Let's hear it. Uh, I learned that Rachel Taylor is hot. Who's Rachel Taylor? She was a girl in the American remake. 
Oh, really? Uh, she's not in this one at all. Oh. I just uh, thought I'd mention that. Oh, okay. Because uh, uh, she a horror hottie? Uh, she might be, but I'm not putting her on the list because oh, okay. I don't want to watch the remake of Shudder oh, okay. right. anytime soon. Um, true to all the legends, there's an abundance of ladyboys in Thai public restrooms. Oh, yeah. They're all there, and yeah. uh, they're all taking shits. Yep. So there you go. Yep. And they all have deep voices, which scare me a little. Because <laughs> for a second there, <laughs> there's one part where he's in a, he sees like this weird lady hand. Yeah. Because he goes, can you spare a square of toilet paper to the next person? Girl hands it underneath. You see her nice, her manicured hands and her her nice done up nails, and and he kicks the door open. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, buddy. Then he's like, can I poo first? Yeah. Can I finish? I put that down as can I poo first was the sickest line in a movie on several levels. Because if you think about why he's asking that, no, like seriously, dude. no, I like, it is so disgusting dude, on so I have that many nuance. I have that freaking levels. I mean, I just is it disturbing? It was sick. It was just gross. Did you, so. did you learn anything? Yeah, I learned some stuff. I learned there's no way in hell I could ever learn Thai. I mean, I was just listen to the language over the top of reading it, and I'm like, holy dude, shit. Did Paul learn Thai? You could learn Thai. No, that's dude. If that Paul so learned hard. Thai, I'm just teasing. <laughs> and then I learned that the Amish people were right about picture taking. It's Shit, yeah, buddy. Your soul. And then uh, Thai tradition of keeping your dead kid like a doll is acceptable for some reason. Like that, that just was kind of. People okay. were a little bugged about it, but there was like no real. She was fine. She was going to go wake her up for dinner. And... I don't know what she was going to do when the charade was up if those people didn't go upstairs. You know what? That was that actually came out in a whole movie where she used that corpse as a marionette type, not a marionette, like a ventriloquist doll. Really? And the American remake was uh, um, Dead Silence. I love that show. I actually really I like, like that, that movie. Too. Even like though I'm movie. talking shit. That's, yeah. that's all no, okay. but I like that movie. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, have, I have a couple of who else says that. Okay, do that. it. Uh, that woman, do you think she's dead? That's everybody every time they see Barbara Bush. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Someone's going to be listening to this in six months after Barbara Bush has actually died. Yeah, and then I'll be that asshole. <laughs> exactly. And then the other one is everyone fakes them, you know. And that's Nicole Kidman explaining her frigidness. Yikes. Yow. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Uh, I have one. Do you mind if I poo first? <laughs> uh, that was the line that led to the that, that that opened up the door to the immortal two girls one cup. Oh. That started that whole thing. That that's all it took. We always talk about we always talk about how do you how do you figure out if someone's into necromantia? It's like well we know how uh, we that's, know how two girls one is, cup. I don't know what sense. it's called. What is it? Scatological experimentation. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. yeah. Awesome man. I have a kick to the balls. Was for Ton for laughing at his his weird girlfriend while his friends teased her in the elevator. Yeah. You get a giant kick in the balls. Yes, he does. I, uh, I got a kick in the balls in this because, uh, I was tired of looking at all those dudes and like really wishing they'd taken a bath before they showed up to, they're all just greasy and like, they all just look like they've been sweating and I did not like that. It's a little too dirty. Come on guys. All right. And then the six degrees I've got Ananda Everingham was in the coffin with Karen Mock. Who was in Around the World in 80 Days with Ian McNeese, who was in Day of the Dead, the, the remake with Ving Rames, and Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise, and Interview with the Vampire with Kirsten Dunst. I'm actually very surprised that you got one. Really? But yeah, I thought this would be a little rough. Dude, than come that. on. You know, I've been doing this for how long? Episode 69? So you figure the first maybe three episodes I didn't do. So 66 times three? Minus. That's like 200. Minus episodes. what? Like 20. Shit, that's right. <laughs> 
I was so awesome at my numbers there, yes, and then you I were. forgot about that. So yeah, so you figure, okay, so 150 times maybe. All right, maybe 140. All right, dude, come on. Uh, okay. So what do you give this? Then? Um, I should give it a red box. I mean, like I said, this is a this is a really good movie. Uh, it, like, but like I said, it's pretty typical of of Asian horror, in my opinion. I mean, it it, it didn't really it it used all the same tricks and and uh, you know, it, I it, at least I can't think of anything that it did that was very unique. Because um, I mean, I went through a phase where I just watched a shitload of Asian mm-hmm. horror movies, and this would have fit right in. I mean, right. and I did get a little tired of it. It's just like, well, you know, how many restless soul, long haired, long black haired movies am I, mm-hmm. you know, can I take? But uh, it was a decent story. Uh, I get, yeah, red box. I, I give it a buy, and the only reason I do, uh, well, I liked the movie, and I think I'm probably going to give everything a buy that I listen to, that I watch while having headphones on. Yeah. But uh, the other reason is because I don't have any, that's the first Thai horror movie that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And so as far as like putting a collection together and getting foreign movies to be able to say, hey, yeah, there is a good Thai Asian horror movie, I, I, I would buy this one and add it to it. Awesome. I don't know. All right. So uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back with some Legend of Hell House. We're back, and uh, we're going to be talking about The Legend of Hell House from 1973. Uh, this one got a 7.0 from the IMDb. It was uh, actually directed by John Huff, uh, who did some Hammer, who has a lot of ties to Hammer. Uh, he actually directed Twins of Evil, which is, I hadn't I, seen... He directed that? Yeah. I love that show. I love Twins of Evil. Yeah. You know, he also directed... Uh, like uh, Escape from Witch Mountain from the seventies or whatever. Oh, like really? And uh, in some of the sequels there, he did Halloween Four as well. But um, 
you you're asking me why um why I didn't save this movie for uh Hamacus. Yeah. Uh that's because Brian screwed me. What? Cuz you know what? And and contrary to what I believed in the beginning, I thought in, in my naivete I thought Hammer only did horror movies, so Brian's like, hey, let's do Hammer, because, like, sweet, lesbian vampires, Peter Cushing, and Christopher Lee, every day. I was like, I was totally soaked for it. Well, apparently there's some non-horror movies that Hammer's done. And uh, so I told Brian, hey, Brian, why don't you save the the horror ones for me? And he didn't save this, because I only do it every other yeah, episode. Right. He did this with someone else. Did you still cheat on I, I, No, it wasn't really that bad, but I'll tell you what. I really, I really wanted to see this, and it fit for this episode. So, what are you gonna do? Nice. So, exactly. Uh, let's see. It, it was uh, written by Richard Matheson. The mm-hmm. last couple films here are. Uh, he actually did the novel and the screenplay for this. So that's that's a that's a pretty sweet thing. Having the actual author of the novel come in and and help you write your shit up for uh, you know. So, uh, I mean, how many times have we heard that the writers get pissed off that people change their story and whatever? Yeah. Well, yeah. Shouldn't happen here. Uh, it starred Pamela Franklin as Florence Tanner, who was a medium. Uh, Roddy McDowell, who played an ape. Over actor of the century. Dude. That I, guy. It's because he's he used to having to act from behind a flipping plat, a rubber ape mask. Holy shit, figure. dude. Every time I see that guy, I'm like, I, I just almost have... I mean, I go through the roller coaster. Sometimes I feel like I need to cry. Sometimes <laughs> I, I laugh with joy. Sometimes I get so angry. I just, Roddy, your performances are just inspired bullshit. <laughs> I hate that shit. Dude, but he was in Fright Night. We gotta love Fright Night was awesome. Gotta love though. Fright yes. Night. Uh, he played Benjamin Franklin Fisher, who also was a medium. Uh, Clive Ravel may, uh, played Mr. Lionel Barrett. Uh, Gail Honeycutt played Ann Barrett. Roland Culver played Mr. Rudolph Deutsch. And Peter Bowles is Hanley. I don't really know who Hanley is. But uh, for some reason, I really like the last name Bowles. Yeah, dude. Did you get the guy that played uh, uh, the the body? I I did not. Do you know who that is? I do not know who that is. That is Alfred from Tim Burton's um, Batman. Oh, you're shitting me. No, same dude. Really? I read about that. Yeah, he was. So they used him. They were actually going to have him speak in this movie. But then they they changed their mind. They pulled it. They oh, they, pulled it they out yeah. They had another guy because there was a couple of of lines just like not. Uh, oh, that's really. I didn't, yeah, but that, you know, that, I knew I recognized yeah. him. I didn't know from it's where. It's Alfred though. from the. Hey, that dude's still alive. Wow. He's like ninety six. He's right old now. balls. That yeah. guy. That guy played uh, what's his name, uh, Belasco. Yes, it, it was that was a wax statue, obviously, but he was it was his body type that they made the wax statue. Oh no, dude! I think he was in there. No. No. Mm-mm. I swear. Nope. I read about it. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, on the internet? Yeah, I believe everything I read on the internet. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, so basically the plot. Uh, an eccentric millionaire, Mr. Deutsch, hires a group of folks to... I actually have that in my notes. A group folks. of folks. Good one. group of folks to make an investigation into life after death. Uh, apparently, there's when, when people think if we're going to be able to prove life after death, there's only one place to go, and that is the Belasco House, which people lovingly refer to as Hell House. Uh, Belasco is described as a six foot five roaring giant who turns out to be this perverted millionaire. Uh, apparently, you know, he's been accused of murder, uh, and also to kind of be a Marquis de Sade type of deal where he's into all sorts of sexual deviancy mm-hmm. and 
well, what some would call sexual deviancy. Some people would just call regular afternoon on the Tuesday, whatever. Right. But uh, uh, basically what happened is he he was, the legend goes that he disappeared uh, after a big massacre occurred at his home. Everybody assumed it was him and he died and now it's him haunting the house. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, the team that is uh, hired to go in there, it starts with Lionel Barrett. Uh, He's a resident skeptic. He, um, you know, he's a, what was he, a physicist. He goes, he brought in a machine to, uh, basically, he believes what's going on in there isn't really necessarily supernatural. He believes it's some kind of weird electrical undercurrent or something like that. So basically, he's just going to go in there with his machine that is meant to undo that that, that electrical current and and it's just going to get rid of everything. Um, uh, Let's see, his wife, Anne, came along. And thank goodness she was hot. Yeah, she was a good-looking woman. Yeah, I, I, I glad I'm glad they put her in the role that she did. Well, it's funny because I, I just on... wish it wasn't PG. Well, no, it was PG. That was PG. Because you saw some nice, uh, you know, silhouette later. Sure. But uh, I, uh, it, I was going kind of off to sleep every once in a while, and so then I'd wake up and I swear that that was Michael Jackson. Just, but but then I'm like, no, no, that's that hot chick. That's hot. I don't have a thing for Michael Jackson. That's I, a hot chick. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I also want you to think if you just if you close your eyes a little bit and teared up just enough to get the water in front of your eyes. Well, you dude, don't look like Michael Jackson. Dude, now are you seriously sitting there and trying to say that that Latoya wasn't Michael with some boobs on? No, I don't know that. Latoya is, or Michael is still alive. His name now is Latoya. That makes and so he much has, sense. Yes, absolutely. That I mean, I, I, I thought you knew. I thought that no. was just common knowledge. Dude, I'm surprised it's a PG. Well, you know the funny thing is, is that when it actually came out in England, it came out as X, but when it came out here, it's PG. Are you serious? Yeah. And that has got to be the farthest reaching like discrepancy of ratings ever. Well, you know the funny thing is, is Richard Matt because the book I've read the book and admittedly it's been forever ago. Mm-hmm. It's been a long, long time. And, uh, uh, in fact, I think that was two houses ago. So, I mean, it's been forever. Wow. But, um, basically, he said that he, Richard Matheson said that he toned down the, the screenplay of the graphic violence and uh, some of the more sexual scenes of the, of the novel uh, for a more brooding atmosphere. Mm. Um, I mean, because I remember that it being a lot more descriptive and a lot more sexy parts, I mm. guess is, is mm. what he said. But, um, anyway, so, yeah, I mean... This is PG, which I, I don't know. I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think that the subject matter alone and the fact that there was like two or three orgasms in this yeah. uh, would at least make it maybe PG-13. Or but they didn't have that around back then, I guess. No, that's, PG or R. And that's true. So they got a PG. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is I've watched a couple of PG Hammer movies that have boobs in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, uh... I just I watched the Circus of the Vampire or the Vampire Circus or something huh. like that. I turned it on. Kids are in the, yeah. you know, da, 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 it's a PG, whatever. All of a sudden, naked chick. Oh, I my. got busted. Which is okay because my wife turned on Barbarella because she thought that she saw it a long time ago. It's a, oh, what's that one? What's it? She was like that. I cannot remember her name. She's really hot back in the 70s, but now it's an old, ugly. Like, Faye Dunaway. No, it's, uh, she was that workout lady. Damn it. Oh, Jane. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. And she was in it, and uh, she gets naked in the first scene. So, uh, and they have this nice little jingle, Barbarella. So now we say it's, we call it Boobarella. Oh. Since uh, <laughs> my daughter was in the was in the uh, room when she turned on. Because apparently she remembered it not being that bad when she was a kid. Huh. But 
boobies. Huh. But anyway, so I don't, I'm just saying that so I don't feel so bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, moving on, we had uh, uh, a woman named Florence Tanner who was a mental medium and spiritualist minister. Uh, then we had uh, Ben Fletcher, who's a physical medium, uh, who actually, or uh, sorry, Ben Fisher. Ben Fisher actually attempted to investigate the Belasco House before, uh, 20 years before or something like that. I, I think they mentioned it was in 1953, and I think this movie took, you know. It's 73. It's 73, mm -hmm. which is uh, supposed to take place at that time, I guess. But, but you know what was weird about that, that I didn't understand, and maybe I missed it somewhere? Perhaps, you know, the shit had hit the fan the first time through. Like, he was the only one that got out alive or right. sane. But then it didn't take much to get him back to go back. Well, it took 100000 bucks. Is that all? 100000 so $100, was... $100, Dude, I just, it just, they didn't, like, he didn't even put up a fight. Well, you, you also notice that he went in there. He didn't really try to do anything. He wanted to put in his time and walk out uh, with his hundred grand. But and the thing is, too, is, uh, what's his name? The... Uh, Barrett even even you know in part of the movie said you know you are worthless you are doing nothing mm -hmm. you know uh, what's his name is is wasting one third of his of all his money and you know what that guy guy apparently he knew what was going on and and uh, he just wanted his money and get out of there mm -hmm. uh, also uh, apparently the chapel at the heart of the building was uh, kind of the most concentrated spiritual energy uh, negative mm -hmm. spiritual energy. Um, so, I mean, this is more of a haunted house. I mean, there's a mystery into this of what, of who is the one doing the quote-unquote haunting. Uh, Florence actually starts to experience some strange stuff. Um, things are flying around, you know. Uh, what was there? People are actually, uh, what happens is um, um, Anne actually, like, almost gets possessed and is showing characteristics of... Uh, of uh, just kind of being possessed, not being all there. And she mm -hmm. goes down and she seduces um, uh, Roddy McDowell, which he, I think he's more handsome in the monkey suit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I give you, yeah, absolutely. But, but anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, and that's and this is one of the parts where she's just like really kind of feeling it, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. She even drops her nightgown, uh, you know, and all of a sudden she snaps out of it and she's really embarrassed and, and yada, yada. So, all, you know, things, things like that are going on. Um, Florence Tanner actually is convinced that uh, what she refers to as a surviving personality is Belasco's tortured son, Daniel. Uh, she channels Daniel with a weird, you know, she speaks with a weird voice and supposedly it's Daniel. Uh, she actually um, becomes possessed by Daniel even after they, they, they end up, like, exploring the house. They find his corpse and they do a, they, they give him a funeral and all sorts of stuff. And apparently that... That's the second movie in a row where that shit didn't work. Yeah. Giving him a funeral because uh, uh, she, sooner or later she actually starts to hurt herself. And uh, she even starts to become a little sexually aroused. Well, so you got to ask yourself why, people. I mean, why pay all that money for a funeral? Shit don't work. Shit, shit don't. Shit put me in a box. work. Cut me into little pieces and flush me. That's right. Okay. Or you know what? In the spirit of, uh, you know, some of the movies we watch, just eat me. Just, just, just eat me. Just eat. That's great. Mm -hmm. Let me let me sustain your life for a while. Yeah. How's that? That's like that's it. a good point, dude. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna put a uh, a uh, an ad on uh, Craigslist about someone who wants to eat my penis. And I'll answer that. <laughs> Since I'm about what uh, you know, forty miles away or whatever. Well, yeah, sure. Um, all I'm saying is, is then I'm not gonna waste my time on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, you know, a lot of different shit happens, more weird stuff, more possessions. 
Uh, Barrett sets up his machine, and Florence, in a possessed rage, tries to destroy it, but it's unsuccessful. And then, in essence, basically what happens is there's a big climax. We find out what's going on. The mystery is solved, and it all ha you know more people die, and it all happens in the in the chapel, uh, at the at the heart of the building. But uh, anyway, uh, again, I you know we this is a mystery. I don't really want to give away too much. Mm -hmm. But uh, what do you think? You know, I, I thought this was uh, I thought this was a good movie. I really liked the the tone that it set. I was a little worried when there was only like four people. Right in the movie, I'm like, well, no one's gonna, you know, no one's gonna die, and it's, it's right. maybe a little bit slow. But, you know, I was commenting before the soundtrack's not available, but I kind of like some of the creepy music that went on and some of the noise. It got a little annoying when they kept showing the date and the time. Right, like the time was like 6:53 p.m. and then it would go to like, like two hours later, like eight yeah. eight fifteen p.m. It's like shit. Just just have the continuity, you know. I, I don't need sure. The, weird stuff but you know overall i thought it was i thought it was well done i thought the characters played uh good roles and, and you know once you start reading about some of these actors uh and some of the other things that they did like uh the guy that plays dr barrett uh was actually the voice of emperor palpatine in empire strikes back and so you know some other things like that it's just i mean it was it's i don't know i well, I don't well like I, here, here's the thing movies. i think that i think a lot of these people are obviously a lot of the, the people in this type of film um, have a lot of history because, um, I mean, I, I know I don't think that Roddy McDowell did any other hammers, but I mean Huff did, and it, it seemed to be that I mean I guess it's the same way it is now that there's a group of people who, you know, do movies that are similar mm -hmm. to one another, and you know I mean. Um, I I just love the fact that the dude who directed this directed Twins of Evil because I can't tell you yeah. how much I freaking love that movie. Yeah, that was so good. But as far as far as this movie's concerned, the the house that it was in was awesome, inside and out. And I mean, you didn't get a lot of outside uh, pictures of it or anything like that. Um, in fact, I think it was only in the beginning, the end, and during the funeral mm. when when we actually get outside the house. The thing is, is I don't even think it was the same house or you know whatever, but. But, uh, I mean, it was like the perfect setting yeah. for a haunted house movie. And this it, this movie kind of reminds me a lot of The Haunting. Do you remember yes. Do you remember The Haunting? Did yes. you see the original? No, nope. I saw the remake. The one with uh, Dick Knowles? I can't remember his name. Uh, I don't know. Come on, Owen. Uh, Owen uh, oh, no, no, that's House on Haunted Hill. Oh, my bad. No, I don't know if I saw The Haunting. Oh, but basically all it is is, is uh, in The Haunting, uh, the guy brings people into to uh uh do experiments of fear and uh you know he's pay you know he's paying them to come in oh no except for he tells them that it's uh they're doing insomnia uh oh. study in this really scary creepy place the remake i can't remember i have i cannot i've seen the original but i cannot remember the original the remake is not very good okay but it, but liam neeson plays the doctor i mean you know there's and, it, and it's a pretty it's just so over CGI'd. It's oh. unreal. And what's her name? Uh, Catherine Zeta Jones is in it. Oh, really? And uh, she gets lesboned in it. So man, I can't believe I I did not see that. It's not that good. Uh, actually, I don't know if she got lesboned in it, but what a freaking awesome word! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love making up words like that. Huh? Um. Anyway, but uh, no, I really like this movie, despite Roddy McDowell's freaking yes. crazy outburst. Um. I don't know. I, I I I feel like this one fits in, kind of with the with the Hammer type of movie. I mean, it's got that same '70s look and feel to it, and and uh, it's the. I mean, I'd be scared of shit to stay at that place, you know. So that's good. Yeah.
What you got for us? So, I've got, uh, what did I learn? Don't doubt a chick quoting scripture. Shit will hit the fan. <laughs> and uh, shadow puppets give me a boner. Uh, wow. Yeah, that was... You and me both, brother. Yeah, man. Um, I learned something that's kind of actually sad for me. Uh-oh. Because all the ladies that keep throwing themselves at me and dropping their nightgowns and shit, they might actually be possessed. <laughs> possessed by my manliness. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I have it. I have that written down. That's good, dude. I, I, I have. Let me tell you. I have possessed. Wait three seconds. Possessed by my say, manliness. The delivery on that was, was impeccable. <laughs> That, you know, that was fantastic. Oh, I'm an idiot. All right, Ab, who else said that? Leave a sample in the jar, please. Leave a sample in the jar, please. That was a physician's assistant to a person leaving a stool sample with bad aim. Ooh, a poop joke. Yeah. Excellent. We don't have many of those. I actually thought we were going to go with the sperm yeah, donation no, joke. No, I That's to too low, bro. It is. Well, <laughs> way too much. All right. You never know what's underneath. That's advice to an usher at a tranny convention. <laughs> And uh, you have to go. You've been given your release is the uh, closing line at the Bunny Ranch. That is excellent. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got uh, who else said that. I was the only one to make it out of here alive and sane before. And I will be the only one to make it out of here alive and sane this time. Uh, that was Lewis talking to Clark about the expedition that he made just before taking the second trek into Sacagawea's prairie vagina. <laughs> Prairie vagina? Prairie. Oh, prairie. Vagina. You said prairie. <laughs> I meant prairie. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. All right. That's awesome. Kick so, to the balls goes to Roddy White. Really? Me. I'm not even done. Oh, got, so, oh got, you have another one? Oh, sweet. Uh, what, did he, what did he say to make this house so evil? Drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, bestiality, mutilation, murder, vampirism, necrophilia, cannibalism, not to mention a gamut of sexual goodies. Shall I go on? That was actually a conversation overheard uh, with Charlie Sheen's wife and one of her friends. <laughs> nice yes. relevance. Yes. I like it. Yeah, okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, I've got a kick to the balls for Roddy White for making fun of a handicapped guy. <laughs> of who? A handicapped guy. Who's it? Who made fun? Roddy White. Roddy. Fisher. Roddy Did McDowell? I say Roddy White? Yeah. I meant Roddy McDowell. McDowell. I had Roddy White on here. <laughs> Roddy White, that's is not the... Uh, Oh, I did. Roddy White. <coughs> Sounds like a wrestler. I know that's Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. Roddy White. I have no idea. I don't who know that who is. that is. Roddy McDowell. Well, I just blew that. Roddy McDowell for making fun of a handicapped guy. Wow. Okay. All right, and then six, You're so short. What a dumbass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then six degrees. Clive Revel was in Empire Strikes Back. Who was in uh, with Harrison Ford? It was in Hollywood Homicide, Josh Hartnett, Virgin Suicides, Kirsten Dunst. Sweet. Cruz Kirsten Dunst. Okay. Uh, I have a kick in the balls, too, All right. as well. Uh, there's one scene where Roddy White, I mean McGowell, <laughs> uh, just so you know, everybody, he looked at me like, holy shit. Oh, I'm an idiot. I don't know who that is now. <laughs> uh, Roddy McDowell decides to start screaming and writhe on the floor. He just gets a kick to the nuts for doing it. He goes, oh, that's right. Yeah. That was out of nowhere. And yeah. then he's like, fine in the next scene. Exactly. I forgot about that. He gets a kick in the balls for that. Uh, also, there is the stupidest ass cat attack machine. I mean, I've been attacked by some pussies, and that is not how it looks. Okay. That's right. Anyway, so what do you give it? What do you think? You know, I actually give this, uh, I give it a buy. Oh, cool. Um, and the reason I do is because I love the Hammer films. Um, and, and I'm going to look at this one instead of, hey, this haunted house story's been done before as one of the first ones to like venture in that way. 
Well, I don't. It wasn't. The I first, think but... it. I think it did a great job, or and I don't didn't do a great job. I think it just it it benefited immensely from having the the guy who wrote the novel write the screenplay. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he kind of knew what the book was going for. And even though I hate to it, hate to say this, you know, because I always say, oh, books and film are different medium, uh, and you can't you can't compare them. But the prop the thing is, is I. You, you can't help but do it sometimes. And I think that uh, even though this may not have been uh, true to the to the book, I, I think in, in spirit it was. But anyway. I like it. Um, good atmosphere, great house, like I said, some silly dialogue. But uh, I got to love watching any film where there's a lot of... Uh, I kept thinking of uh, Roddy McDowell in a freaking monkey suit. <laughs> uh, I give it a bye too. All right, good. And Roddy White is a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Really? He's on my fantasy team. That's, that's <laughs> why I got that. Sorry. That is excellent. We'll be right back. Hey, gang. Listen up. Since January 1st, I received 416 requests to subscribe to the forums. Unfortunately, only one was legit. That means I had 415 jackasses trying to sell me Viagra. So, thank you, Girl Heart fan, for assuming that I'm not an impotent eunuch. And this got me to thinking, all these penile pill peddlers desperately want to join the forums. So, uh, why don't you? you know, I know you're out there. Uh, I've seen you lurking about. Just take that next painless step and subscribe. For all my Selvin Scene members, in case you didn't know, Mike made some improvements to the forums. First, now you can embed YouTube videos instead of just linking to them. So, if there's something out there that's pretty cool that you want us to check out, it's right there. Second, Mike gave Florida Possum, the queen of the cadaver lab, her own section. There you can find Zombie Girls Men of Horror Chamber. But I must warn you guys, do not check that out unless you are very secure in your masculinity. That place will suck the testosterone right out of your scrotum. Trust me. So, sign up and get on those forums, people. Damn Viagra.
right, we're back with uh, going to be talking about Stir of Echoes. Came out in 1999. And, and stay tuned for a an awesome interview that I lucked into. Do we not mention that? No, no. We oh have my a, gosh. We have an interview that I lucked into that that I'm really excited about. So stay tuned, dude. Yeah. I cannot believe we did not mention. It's that. all right. We have it. This on is now. this is probably the great. I mean, we haven't done a lot of interviews. Yeah. But this is the best interview that this is the best interview that you'll ever hear on a podcast. That's right. This I'm is telling epic. you right now. Epic. You cannot believe who we got to interview. Yep. Uh, let's see. MDB gave us seven point one. It was directed by David Coep. Um, he's actually he hasn't directed a shitload of stuff, but he's written a ton of stuff. Stuff I really love, like Indiana Jones, King of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Really, I didn't like that show. I at hated all. that oh, okay. show. It's like shit. You like that? <laughs> let's see. Uh, he did Zathura, War of the Worlds, 2005 screenplay. I haven't heard one I liked. Spider-Man. Before. He did Spider-Man? We're, he wrote it. Well, we're just happy that he did that, that there's a movie Spider-Man or else you'd be effed on your... Yes, on your I freak. would. Holy cow. <laughs> and uh, he also wrote uh, Lost World Jurassic Park, the screenplay for that, because obviously that was a novel. I hope I'm right on that. Because I You know, are. I know Jurassic Park was. You just said it like with all the confidence in the world, like a big swinging dick. Dude, you freaking own that. Dude, thank you. You know what? If there's not one, whatever I say, that's the truth, baby. Really? Why do I feel like I need to go <laughs> off on that? Uh, anyway, uh, budget was $13 million. Uh The film starred Zach, Zachary David Cope as Jake Witzke, a uh, little kid. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Dick. <laughs> as uh, Tom Witzke. Uh, Catherine Erb. Erby. As uh, Maggie Witzke, Ileana Douglas as uh, Lisa Wilde, uh, Kevin Dunn as Frank McCarthy, Connor O'Farrell as Harry Damon, uh, Lucia Struss as Sheila McCarthy. By the way, I've got a Harry Damon. I'll bet you do, dude. <laughs> uh, there's a song about that, too, by the way. Wow. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> I've got a Harry Damon. Dude, you know what? I've got a Lisa Wheel. Whoa. I don't know what that means. I have not seen one of those in years. I've, I've got a Tom Witzke. I'm, I'm just saying you that. You are lucky. That is... <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, story takes place in a uh, working class neighborhood in Chicago. Tom Witzke, uh, kind of Joe, every man, lives with his wife Maggie and his son Jake. Uh, he works for the phone company, and they live in just kind of a humble, older house. Uh, uh, let's see, and, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a. I think one of the things I like a lot about this movie, it's in his neighborhood where everybody seems to know each other. There, it seems like they're all. I mean, obviously they're all like the. It's a very class-based mm-hmm. neighborhood or whatever. Like it seems like everybody just understands. I could sing a song right here. Let's hear it. Everybody's working for the weekend. Really? Yeah, because that's what I kept. That's what I kept thinking. Because well, like they wait for the weekend and then they just go like party each other's house. They take their their uh, their baby monitor over to the kid's the house. Street, so because exactly. heaven forbid the kid's choking or whatever, right, you know. Right, they got right. the monitor across the street. Well, so dude, I just kept thinking, it's, you know, because people are just working for the weekend to get their name. Exactly, dude. It, yeah, it does seem like that. It seems. It almost seems like an old person college town. Or yeah, something. yes, yeah, because I mean they're called. Oh, we got to get off Friday, and they're going to some something. They yeah, exactly. Babysitter. Like high all school these football game. They all. Oh, that's like that's the only thing in town. Yeah, all these adults are like Pied Piper in it to the football it's, game. It, it's yeah, it's it's bizarre. But listen, I'm sure it's like that or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know any better. Yeah. Um. 
Anyway, uh, well, so okay, so we got we got uh, Tom Vince, just just some normal everyday dude. Uh, we find a, <laughs> one of the one of the greatest lines of all time that I am glad that I've never said because I still have my testicles. He finds out his wife's pregnant, and she says, "Well, say something." He goes, "Bummer." Say something else. It's like my wife, instead of saying, yeah. say something else, would have said, <laughs> that was her snatching my balls and eating them like an apple. Oh, man. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he's just got everyday dude troubles and, and whatever. Um, one night, they decide to, uh, like like Sam was saying, they just decide to go to a party in a neighbor's house. And it's like it's like a, like a freaking frat party for old people. Dude, I'm having a really hard time right now. Why? Because I keep thinking about that freaking nail. I know we're not even near that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's it's bugging me right now. <laughs> Our fingernail. Ah! <laughs> uh, anyway, so we find out that uh, Maggie's sister, uh, named Lisa, is uh, who, by the way, played by Ileana Douglas. I figure, I bet you she's like a new age um, hippie into uh, like all that shit, like hypnotism and all that stuff in real life. She seems like the type. Just, she's, you know, she reminded me of that. There's that lizard movie coming out with Johnny Depp. That, Rango. Rango. That chick is Rango. She's so effing ugly. Oh, dude, she's not effing ugly. Are you she's, shitting me? She's unique looking. No, no. Unique looking. That chick is in the same ballpark as Maggie Gyllenhaal. Ass face ugly. Oh, my gosh. Oh. If anybody thinks that that chick is hot, you have got to call in. You or send an email. We're doing this movie again ugly. next month oh. for horror hot. No. I'm, no. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was so glad to find really? out that she was a lesbian. Is she really in real life? No, in the movie, at least. I mean, because as oh, long as she's oh, not right. swinging after that my That actually team, made, me hot. Oh, that made her hotter, too. No. Dude, sure. her nose is like what she looks, seriously looks like, that freaking lizard. Okay, okay, you know what? I'm sorry not everybody can be as perfect as you. Oh, I'm not I've, perfect. I swear I've used that joke before on the show. <laughs> oh, she's so ugly. But anyway, she starts talking about hypnotism and like she knows so much about it. And Tom, who's already pissed off because he found out his wife's pregnant and he's uh, already kind of in a pissy mood, it starts making fun of her. And so she's like, dude, l- let me try to hypnotize you, you know? And so, you know... One thing leads to another. They go back and forth. And sure enough, he gets hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the hypnotism scenes, it actually shows what he experienced. It was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't really uh, give you a lot of uh, details as to actually exactly what happened and what was going to happen from there on out. But it was, it was a pretty cool. Well, and I thought the way that they did it where you come back and then and then everybody in the room described what he was doing. Exactly. And, and we didn't see that on screen. I thought that was a good way to it. It's like, you should have seen your face. Yeah. Yeah. So You're talking like about when so-and-so used to steal your lunch money. Exactly. I've actually been hypnotized. It's been within the last probably four months. Re- what? Yeah. I didn't tell you about that. No. Yeah, I went to a hypnotist show. My friend was doing a hypnotist show in uh, movie theaters. And so I'm like, dude, oh, you I, did tell yeah, me about like, him. You didn't tell me you be, went. I can't be hypnotized. Did, was it? Where was it? In Murray Theater? Or something? It was in. Uh, it was at uh, the Gateway. He was doing it at the Gateway, and then uh, down at the District. He's now doing it up in Ogden because the Gateway closes at nine, and so he wasn't getting anybody to the show. Huh. So, but anyways, uh, you know, I I never thought I could be hypnotized, and I got up there, and I actually got hypnotized. No way. Yeah, and it was weird because it was like the way I described it to people was it was kind of like this fuzzy. Type thing. I knew what I was doing, but I I wanted so bad to compete to be the best at whatever he was asking me to do. So I got ride around on it on an animal. Do, do we have a video? Of I this? have a video, dude. We gotta put that. Are up, you dude. serious? We gotta put that up, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't it, think we're gonna be able to put that up. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. About Everybody that. call in, beg Sam to put that shit I, up. I got to see if I, if I can find it. Oh, but it happened four months ago, you dick. I, I, I don't hope, think you have I know, to find but it. it was on a. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see if I can find it. But <laughs> uh-huh. it was really, it was really kind of weird. You know, because I remember it all, but I just. Like there was this one thing where he wanted me, he wanted everybody to to dance like the the this stuffed animal. So he put his arms up and his legs do up, we need and I to wanted do to do that so bad. <laughs> do, ass. do you know what's funny is uh, I, I when I was dating, uh, yeah, that, like uh-huh. long time yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. we went to a hypnotist and she went up and got hypnotized, and she, she described it as kind of understanding what's going yeah. on but not giving a shit. That's right, and just kind of That's just right. being so into it that you, you forget. You forget that there's an audience, and I just wanted to do the best that I could at what this guy was asking me to do because I just we wanted need to be a that video, concern. dude. It's from pretty far away, but I mean, you can dude, see me dude, doing it. Come on, yeah, we'll, I'll see if I can find it. Sure, okay. I think it's in my thing of movies, but we'll see. All right, uh, but anyway, uh, did he did he leave any uh, post hypnotic yes. suggestions? Yeah, that I would sleep good, but that I would have energy. What, did it work? I went home and couldn't sleep for like three freaking hours. Because <laughs> he said I'd like you to, and I'm like, dude, what did you do? And then and then he said, well, I told you that you would you would sleep well and then you'd have lots of energy. I'm like, dickhead, you said the lots of energy second. So I mean, I went home and I was wired. Really? I felt like I'd taken a nap for two hours. Really? Of the show, but, dude, yeah. that's that's what you have to do. Screw Kramer's idea of, of sleeping thirty minutes every three hours. Just get hypnotized oh, for yeah. a half hour. And oh yeah. There you go. Nah, awesome. Cool. But yeah, so I. I was feeling his pain. I didn't go as deep as what he did. Well, because he even he even like somebody stuck a safety yeah. pin through the skin of his hand. You know that actually did they you... actually paid a stuntman to do that. Oh, because I saw that. I'm like, holy shit, that looks so painful. That's yeah. real. Yeah, they, it was real. They paid yeah. a stuntman to do it. Anyway, so basically, the post hypnotic uh, uh, suggestion they left Tom Witzke with was that his mind would be open. Meaning, she meant kind of, uh, yeah, uh, be open-minded, be open to new things. Yeah, well, that's not what happened. Because right after he got hypnotized, he started experiencing all these weird phenomena. He'd, he'd see weird shit, he'd hear weird shit, he'd uh, like get flashes of all just all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, for instance, uh, he saw a ghostly girl in his living room. He got a tune in his head that he couldn't figure out what it was. And uh, he was just upset. He became obsessed with figuring out what's going on um, with this girl. You know that, that, that apparently he feels has somebody to talk to her. And you know it kind of sucks because um, uh, after a while the the mother. And I didn't mention that Jake though. Jake, their son, actually had the same type of, of visions. But it seemed like he was more control, more controlled, you know, even as a five-year-old kid or whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of created this bond, he and uh, Tom, and kind of alienated uh, Maggie. But anyway, um, one morning, uh, uh, Maggie's trying to find a babysitter to go to the huge high school football game. Um, and uh, she's calling people. Jake's eating breakfast. Uh, she isn't having any luck finding any, any uh, babysitter. But Jake says, uh, hey, Mom, try Debbie. You know, she said, well, what? Who, what? Who's Debbie? But he goes, oh, that's so-and-so. That's who so-and-so has. But and she said, well, how'd you hear about that? And he said, well, uh, uh, Samantha told me, you know. But right as he said that, she got distracted. Somebody answered the phone, so she kind of blew it up. Anyway, the night that night, they head off to the high school football game, and uh, his neighbor's buddy's sons are playing. He has a couple of neighbors with sons that are apparently the, the high school football stars. Uh, yeah, it looks like the whole town's going. Yeah. looks like it's just like the biggest. It freaking looks like, like, 
like an MLB game or something where everybody's piling in the stadium. Exactly, and uh, which is I don't know. Maybe I guess that big. Yeah. I don't know. Have you gone to a high school game since you played in high school? Um, I have not, but I know that back east. Um, I spent some time back east, and that mm-hmm. was like in those small towns. I guess small. Well, this was Chicago. Yeah, this but was a suburb, suburb suburb of Chicago. But I mean, back east, that high school football stuff is big time. Well, dude. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, that's cool. I mean, you had people like Charles Woodson playing in your hometown. Well, that's true too. But, but I mean, it was, but you had a guy named like Mike Benedict playing up in Davis. Dude, that's you know I forgot about that guy. He was badass. That guy was awesome until he got fat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! That is sad. Dang it! <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know what happens? Happens to the best of us. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Oh, anyway, as I'm stuffing my face with frosty. Anyway, well, and he's not talking about the Wendy's frozen treat either. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, but they're going to this. They're going to this football game, and Tom is having a hard time. He sees the babysitter come up, and he's just gets this weird vibe from her, and all of a sudden he gets all these like red flashes. Those are, that goes and like irritating. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was irritating him, and he, you know, as they were walking to the to the um, the football game, he kept seeing it, it would just like flash red mm-hmm. and. You know, he didn't really understand what's going on. But anyway, it all of a sudden, uh, you know, and back at home, J- Jake woke up and started talking to the babysitter, whose name was Debbie, about Samantha. And she starts freaking out. It's like, where did you hear that? Well, but what happened was it's, uh, Debbie was just list- watching, reading a book, and right. she heard over the monitor, he stopped breathing. And then all of a sudden, he started talking to somebody. Right. I think she's downstairs. I haven't seen her yet. Right. And then that's when she goes upstairs, and she starts asking her questions, and that's when he says Samantha. And and Debbie just starts freaking out, like, why would you say that? Well, you know, mm-hmm. but so she grabs him and takes off with him. Mm-hmm. And Tom, though, on his way to the the game, right as he's about to enter the stadium, can sense this. And so basically, what he does, is he takes off running home, and uh, those red uh, that red alarm that's in his head is uh, basically uh, showing him the way where to, where to go because mm-hmm. he knows what happened. Jake Jake has been taken. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes him to the bus station, you know. And so basically they think that this uh, this girl is going to try to steal Jake and take him to the bus station. But it, it's not that at all. It's actually that Debbie's mom works at the bus station. And apparently her sister Samantha has been missing for the last six months. And um, uh, Debbie wanted to, show, to, to have Jake talk to her mom. And she's freaking out. She's a little bit hysterical. And the police got involved and all sorts of weird stuff when 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 Tom finally caught up with her. Anyway, so what happens at that point is that that Debbie shows Tom a picture, and it turns out that the girl in the picture is a girl who he's seen mm-hmm. on the uh, on the couch, mm-hmm. and so it, 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 the pieces are starting to come together. Um, anyway, shit really starts getting weird. There's a, I really, I mean, if you have if you've seen this, it's I. I, I love this movie. I do. I do not want to give too much away for those who have not seen it because I mean I don't even want to go over the the story and what happens because some there were some freaking awesome and very just strange things that happened. For instance, uh, Kevin Bacon's told to dig, you know, yeah. so he just starts digging everywhere by you know whatever. Anyway, that, that I mean, do you, is there any other points that you think that should be brought up or because I'm prepared to um, stop there? No, I I think that yeah, just it, it, you see this spiral downhill into a guy that. He's kind of on the the outskirts, and then by the time this is coming on, he's fully invested. Well, and he becomes obsessed. Yeah. 
fully invested with it just they're even talking about how he's used up all his sick days Mm -hmm. and he's going to stop getting paid if he if he doesn't go to work because the guy won't move from the couch where he saw the girl and you know it's it's just really having a hard time he's really having a hard time dealing with this but then the pieces come together and and it's wrapped up in a nice little bow and and uh and i love it yeah um the acting in this movie is fantastic Mm -hmm. uh there it's funny because in this movie there's a lot like a lot of of uh, supporting cast, mm-hmm. like and you typically when in a movie when we get to know the supporting cast too much, I get a little bored yeah. of it because it it seemingly rarely pays off to to actually learn so much about you know Tom's friend or mm-hmm. Tom's friend's son or whatever. But in this movie, they made they it seems like they gave you all this this information. But used most of it, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's. I mean, there were some things that were used for comedy, and it, but you know, things like that. But I think in the most part, they gave you uh, exactly what you needed in order to really understand what's going on. Um, and, uh, and one thing also is, I think they did a lot to uh, push the idea of what a com- what a tight knit community it was, because I mean, this is like, I mean, we grew up in a pretty tight knit community. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't go. I guess I mean our parents got together with their parents, things like that, yeah. with other with neighbors' parents, but not like not like these guys. Yeah, they, you know these guys. Seemingly they were just all kind of on the same level, on the same, you know, mindset of things, and and uh, really spent a lot of time with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, what so what do you think? So uh, yeah, like like we talked about. I mean, this this movie was was very well done. Um, you know, Kevin Bacon's a dick, so <laughs> uh, not much more I can say about that. So. Um, yeah, couple of interesting. <laughs> you know that you know the funny thing is, is you actually know that now. Yes. But but anyway, before we get into that, uh, you know the the baby. The, a couple of interesting notes, uh, not to get off uh, off topic really. Uh, the girl who played the babysitter, her name was Liza Wheel Wild, was actually played Madeline in Paul Solitz's original story Grace, like the 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 short. It started, oh, really? yeah, that whatever. She was the mom. In she Grace. was the mom in Grace oh. with Bag, Brian Austin Green. Oh, that kicks so much ass. Yeah, so I'm not, I thought that was cool because I'd never, I've never really seen her uh-huh. in anything but this. But no, uh, that's cool. Uh, one thing about the hip, the the hypnosis sequence in this mm-hmm. is they actually used uh, techniques that real hypnotists use. Yeah. And uh, in order to ensure that the audience didn't get put to sleep, you know, they put in a, a, I get apparently what happens is some people actually had them put to sleep by this. They put in some extra music, things like that, to kind of take them out of it. Well, it's funny you say that because this video that this hypnotist guy gave me of us of ourselves being hypnotized, hypnotized, he said the same thing. So he left out the part where he actually hypnotized us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he said you can be liable for stuff if you put people to sleep. Right. Oh, really? Interesting one. <laughs> I would love to have one of those in the car, have the kids in the back fall asleep, you know, but I would hate for me to fall asleep myself. Yeah, that would suck. <sighs> but anyway, um, let's see. Oh, um, I guess that's all I have there. There was one interesting thing in the notes I saw is in, in the very last scene, it's really rainy, uh, you know, it, when mm-hmm. uh, Maggie's you know driving around and uh, it was actually like truly, really raining. But they had to actually add extra rain because the, the real rain didn't look real. Oh, really? On movie. Yeah. So I just thought that that's that's kind of amazing yeah, that, that, that there was actually like a, a stroke of luck that there was actually real rain huh. and it didn't look real. Um. Anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about this except for um, 
I, I love this movie. I've seen this movie a lot. It's funny because this came out about the same time as The Night Gate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always kind of, of uh, associate the two. I, I watched The Night Gate. Today. Yeah, you were watching it when I came in. Yeah, just because I, I, I finished watching this. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, I want to mm-hmm. watch The Night Gate. But, uh, it's like Pavlov's dog. Exactly. Maybe that's why I like this extra because Night Gate's what, like, my favorite movie yeah. in the world. Yeah. And so this has to ha- happens to tag along. But not, I feel like I feel like this movie ha- it does a lot on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I learned a couple things. All right. Actually, I learned one thing. Uh, I would actually I wouldn't really say that I learned it here, but uh, I just know it just kind of reiterated the fact that I need to stay away from weird sisters-in-law. Yeah. Freak them, dude. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. all right. That's all I learned. Okay, I'm gonna go out of order a little bit. I, I have a who else said that? No. I I clip wire all day. A monkey could do it. My urologist said that. <laughs> all right. Let's hope a monkey doesn't do it. When yeah. Anyway, okay. never mind. And then uh, don't be afraid of a daddy. That's a polygamous girl to her dad slash husband about a warrant. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So now going back to what did I learn? If I called my wife a squaw, she would clip my wire. <laughs> okay. Um, Lisa Kreskin, which is the sister-in-law, okay. uh, is the most annoying and ugly. Wait, wait, Lisa Kreskin? That's I thought she her... was Lisa Wheel. Not in the movie. I thought, oh, maybe they called him her Kreskin because that's like a magician. Anyway, maybe that's what it was. Anyways, uh, she's the most annoying and ugly. She's in the, in the Maggie Gyllenhaal category. Really? Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to have a threesome with those two. Let's see. Oh, I'm an average man. I, I have a boner for two and a half hours a day. I learned that in the Absolutely. Yeah, yes. They talk about that. That's excellent. Um, and then some people take offense to the word retard. I don't know That's why it? I wrote that down. <laughs> That's it. And then Kevin that. Bacon is a Cobra Kai. You see that tattoo on the back? Oh, yeah. He had the snake. It's like, it's yeah, said, strike hard, strike first, no mercy. That's right. That's right. Oh, awesome. dude. That was awesome. All right. And then the kick to the balls goes to Jake's mom for twirling down the street. Oh yeah. No parents do that <laughs> shit. You can you can pretend like you're parent of the year yeah. and you're still not gonna do that shit. <laughs> Alright? So don't even pretend. Yes, yes. Uh who else are you done? Yes. Now? Yep. Okay, uh who else said that? It doesn't surprise me that there's another woman. Of course the fact that she's dead gives one pause. That was uh George Buckwright's wife. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh look what I'm not cleaning up. Uh, that was Sam to the ladyboy from Shudder after he gave her slash him a facial. Sick. Oh. Oh, it's so terrible. And finally, I'm supposed to dig. That was Lewis and Clark in the original expedition of Sacagawea's Prairie Vagina. <laughs> what the hell? Where did Lewis and Clark come out of? That's awesome. I don't know. Where did Prairie Vagina come from? I don't from? know. That's Shit that's good. in that my... I don't, know, I don't know what's Stop, going on. Dude. That is good. My kick in the ball goes to... Uh, when uh, there, there's a scene where these two guys are trying to lure a woman into a house, and they're acting like, <laughs> they're just acting oh, like yeah. idiots. Yeah. Come on, I got a surprise for you. I'll be your friend. <laughs> it's cool. Want to be my friend? Want to yeah. give me a kiss? Freaking Shut idiots. up. Anyway. All right. Six degrees. Jennifer Morrison, who plays Samantha, was oh, in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. She was Captain Kirk's wife, or yep. not Captain Kirk. But Captain yeah, Kirk's dad's Kirk. wife. Yeah. There you go. But she was in Star Trek with Eric Bana, who was in The Time Traveler's Wife with Rachel McAdams, who was in State of Play with Robin Penn, who was in Message in a Bottle with Kevin Costner, who was in Mr. Brooks with Danielle Panabaker, who was in Sky High with Bruce Campbell. Excellent. Yep, I went with a little bit of a different... Dude, uh, that role. girl ended up being kind of hot. Which one? The, 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 the dead girl. Yeah, she did. She did. Yeah, so. she ended up pretty, pretty smoking hot. Hello? Yeah, sorry about that. That's unprofessional. I just got a text message. What the fuzz? I... 
Don't ever bother me while I'm recording podcasting. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, oh, somebody died. No, I'm just kidding. Excellent. All right. So, uh, um, so what'd you give this then? Uh, I freaking love this movie, dude, and I've loved it for since it's come out. I saw this in the theater. Mm-hmm. I've I bought the VHS. I bought the DVD mm-hmm. uh, a couple times. I think I have the Blu-ray. Nice. Um, uh, but <laughs> ironically, I actually uh, watched a copy that I downloaded from uh, the Usenet. <laughs> But, but uh, anyway, uh, I give this a bone saw. All right, do it. I give this a don't bother because <laughs> of Kevin Bacon. Right. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Bacon, yeah, is, so is it we time? Could, yeah, we got it's that time. I mean, I you know, wait, wait, you didn't score it. I gave it a don't bother because of Kevin Bacon, oh, that bastard. Okay, okay. I mean, he ruined oh, it for right, me. Okay. So the movie, you know, I I, I like everything around it, but Kevin Bacon just because he's an ass ruined it. What if uh, what if that lady boy from Shutter played the 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 main character. I would give it a bone saw noir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you would become enveloped That's in that lady boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah. So uh but yeah, I you know, I was lucky enough to uh to run into Kevin Bacon, run him down and uh so have a have an interview that I, I that we should play uh and, and just check Let's out. Let's do it. Let's do it. I had a chance to sit down with Kevin Bacon and talk about his new movie, Beyond Number Two. I'd like to play that interview in its entirety to get an idea about Kev and what makes him tick. Kevin, thanks for taking some time. How are you? Hi. We at the Cadaver Lab appreciate you taking some time to talk to us and hope that you'll get some good exposure for the new movie. Appreciate it. So Beyond Number 2 is a movie about a guy who you play that comes across a meteor and the substance from that meteor infects him to where he shits out stuff that's like a super weapon. Let's listen to a clip. Yeah. So they named the stuff number five? Yeah. <laughs> Kev, do you mind if I call you Kev? Um, cool. So tell me more about your character. have a guy who's happy in the movie for about five minutes. And for the rest of the film, he is either, you know, he's tormented, he's, he's angry, he's sorrowful, he's grateful, or he's in very extreme physical kind of situation. Whoa, man. That sounds like a tough role to play. Was it tough? Well, I think that, uh, you know, I like, I like challenges, whether they're physical or emotional, and I think this movie really had both. Oh, all right. Well, why would you take on a role like this? You know, I, I felt like that was going to be a great challenge. Yeah, yeah, but was this one harder or easier than other roles? I don't think it was any harder or any easier with me. Reports said that you took laxatives and did anal exercises to prepare as a method actor. Is that right? I try to leave my work at the office as much as possible. But you couldn't just leave shitting potent super weapon out your ass at the office, huh? Yeah. So, how did it work out to film such disgusting scenes? I mean, how was the crew to work with? It's good. I like I like doing that kind of stuff. And James um, uh, is a great... Uh, he's great with the camera, you know. The way he uh, choreographs and, and does these shots. And, and we didn't use any kind of digital effects, which so it was like real kind of old school. Wow, no digital effects, huh? Yeah. So could you really feel a difference when James was filming up close and personal and when someone else was filming from maybe far away? Tell a difference, yeah. And, and, I, and I felt like, you know, James really got that gritty, you know, scrappy kind of down and dirty. <laughs> All right, Kev, that's enough talking about your asshole. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one more thing. Uh, without special effects, how did you get the shit to look like that? Um, I mean, it looked like whatever your character ate was right back out on screen. 
You know, I think he's like a meat and potatoes kind of guy. That's really sick, man. But you sure nailed your lines during those parts. You want to give us a sample? Okay. Uh, uh, wow, dude, that's even sicker now. Uh, Kev, knock it off, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurl. You really are a dick, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. So you've done some really amazing movies in your time. Why this and why now? Well, it just seemed like a natural uh, kind of fit. When you say that, why do I feel like you're talking about gay sex? It can't help but just kind of get inside you. Again, I'm pretty sure you mean something else. Does this have anything to do with deep-throating Ashton Kutcher? That's... That's the, the contest that's going on right now between myself and me. That is disgusting. I can say I would never do that. Oh, I don't know, you know, never say never. Sounds like a man who's had some pleasant experiences there. It was, for sure. I seriously can't believe that Demi is all right with that. So, um, that, that's fine. I've never encouraged her, never pushed her into it. So, how long is that contest going on? Starts today and goes for a year. Wow, what do people around you think about that? Yeah, I think they are, and that's really what I was trying to point out, you know, that they, they are very accepting of that. And, and and it goes both ways, too. I mean, I'm, I'm married to an actress, too. Oh, shit, not for long. <laughs> so what's next for Kevin Bacon? My idea is to take uh, what we call good cards, which are um, th these cards here that we, we, we have. Um, you can purchase these, give them to people, and then they can use them for any kind of... Uh, so we're going to take, the if we win, we're going to take uh, thousands of good cards and and to grow and, and grow and grow, um, grow and, and grow and grow, grow and, and grow and grow. I have no idea what the fuzz you just said. My idea is to take uh, what we call good cards, which are um, th these cards here that we, we, we have. Um, you can purchase these, give them to people, and then they can use them for any kind of... Uh, so we're going to take, the, if we win, we're going to take uh, thousands of good cards and and to grow and, and grow and grow, um, grow and, and grow and grow, grow and, and grow and grow. Huh, that was even stupider the second time. <laughs> well, thanks for your time and good luck with the new movie. Come back anytime. Thanks a lot. So there is Kevin Bacon. I'm not surprised by any of that. <laughs> I wish he'd stay in Canada. This is Sam for the Cadaver Lab. Later. That was excellent. That was some. Uh... That, that was. I. I'm actually. You know what? I thought that. I thought that he was in a slump. You know, no and his his career is coming down. But now that he's interviewed with you on the Cadaver Lab, there's only there's only sunshine and rainbows in the future okay. for this guy. That guy's still a dick, and uh, you know what? You just need <laughs> yeah. to stay. Yeah, exactly. He needs to stay in Canada, like I said. But uh, you know, uh, kudos for him for interviewing. But you're still a shithead. <laughs> And on that, uh, let's see. So next episode, we're going to be talking some, uh, uh, what was it? What, what was the ladies? The ladies. Part? No, yeah, we'll do horror the slab. Hotties. Do the slab oh, yeah, yeah. in between, but then after that, we'll do horror hotties. Dude, the slab, we've got a, a treat for you. Yes. I, do you want to do, wanna, do it? Do, we're going to do Serial Mom. Now, you may be wondering, a WTF movie being Serial Mom? Okay, I've just got to say Everybody, please, if you haven't seen Serial Mom, watch it. If you think it sucks and you've seen it before, watch it again. 
because I freaking love this movie. We're going to do that for uh, for uh, Slap. But then it's uh, Horror Hotties, which actually we could put Serial Mom because uh, that old lady is hot. Oh. Plus uh, plus uh, Camel Lips. Ooh, yeah. I've never seen it, so oh, I have so no idea what you're talking, talking about. I'm just making noises to be polite because I don't know. <laughs> Well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you for sparing my feelings. Yeah. Uh, anyways, give us uh, give us some uh, voicemail of uh, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. So is that all you got? That's what I got. So, you, you know, also you can email us. I forgot. At Mike mm-hmm. at Cadaver Lab or Sam at Cadaver Lab. And I got Sam's email working on his phone. Thank so you. So he can actually get it. Going. That's right. I logged in there and I had like 150 emails. I'm like, what in the world? People are like, that asshole. He doesn't. He just guy. thinks he's so cool. He doesn't have to respond to me. Dick. It's not that. Hey, listen, I love the Cadaver Labians, but what? Yeah, you heard me. What? I love the Cadaver Labians, but I just I can't get in that email as as often as I would like to. Really? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about your problems. Listen, <laughs> they will ban me at work if I get on that shit at work. Yes, I have one of those types of type of jobs. Excellent. Jeez. Anyhow, uh, so from the Cadaver Lab, we'll see you later. later.